How's it going, Terrence? Good, man. How's it going? Oh, man. A little tired, man. Been busy. <laughs> Been cranking on the website. Yeah, it's coming along. It's coming along. I got yeah, like yeah. progress. Yeah, man. What, what have you been working on? Um, just learning TypeScripts, Redux. Um, got my first ticket after switching teams, and um, it's not too bad. It's more of the same than what I've already been working on with a couple of new tools, which is cool. Um, and yeah, just picking up little things here and there. I learned about um, creating like a type in TypeScript and then passing that to a styled component. Or it's either a style, it's either a type of in a styled component, and having that styled component like almost polymorphize. You know how you can take like two classes and like combine them together to make this mm. like weird this this combination of the of the two. So like I had to make this uh, non-clickable element clickable, and when I passed like an on-click class or function, it just didn't do anything. It complained, and so I had to like extend the type that it was that was being used with this uh, custom type that I that I wrote, um, and that was new for me. So that was that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah it seems like y'all was learning something new, man yeah yeah it's it's so far it's it's fun like uh, at first i was a little disappointed in being you know moved into a new team but i'm realizing that it's just a new sandbox to play in and a new environment to, to learn oh man yeah that's that's just part of the industry man like you never stay with the same team for long you always mm -hmm. once one project in you're you're in a completely new like co uh completely new code base and mm -hmm. all new people man mm -hmm. i've been through it like several times like is it, is it jarring for you or are you are you kind of getting used to it by now uh it's this is the first time it's happened so at first it was a little jarring but like i don't see it as a bad thing as i like as i've talked to people they're like no it's a good thing it's they, they want you to grow they want you to they want you to try new things and um like as i as the days go on, I'm noticing like, okay, it's not all, it's not all bad. It, it's actually, it actually is a new, um, it is something new that, and, and it's, it's, it's room to grow. I don't, this it's the only way I can put it. It's room to grow and I'm able to, to try new stuff and, and, you know, and learn. I feel like, I feel like I have a lot more room to, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for a specific, a specific word, like experience. Mm. Like I look, I look back at like my first gig that I was at for like a really long time, right? Like about three years, and nothing was wrong with it, but there was a pattern. Like, like after a while, like about like I think about two years in or so, I started doing the same things every yeah. week, week after week. And it kind of got to the point where I could almost do it in my sleep. And I think when I got to that point, things got, is when things sort of started to become less interesting and more of just. Yeah, just like a to, job now. Yeah, just a job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it technically, it, it don't, get, don't get me wrong, like, this is a job, right? Like, when push comes to shove, like, 
this is a job we have to work right but i feel like when it comes to code there's so much freedom and i'll i'll I'll, I'll stop here i feel like i'm going on a tangent like i feel like when it comes to code there's so much freedom to uh tackle a problem and express yourself uh in in creative ways right like like when I work on a ticket or a problem, I might solve it one way and I'll get a comment like, oh, why did you do this this way? Why did you write it this way? And I'll have to explain myself. And it's not that they're challenging me or they're like saying that I'm wrong. It's just the way that a problem can be tackled. It could be, you know, you can paint the, the sky orange and you can paint the sky blue. It's not that it's wrong. It's just a curiosity of why um i forgot my original point i'm sorry i i I kind of went all over the place but um i think there's just so much creativity when it comes to code and when it becomes less creative and more mundane i think that's when people should should move to new projects yeah Yeah, this is really important to learn new skills man i think like after you do like two or three years or something it's time to move on to something else because like, like in my career, I've been mostly doing Angular and I'm pretty much confined to like, oh, Angular, you know, mostly Angular jobs, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Whereas if I did like maybe four years of Angular, three years of React, you know, I could get more of those React jobs easier versus me only doing two years of React. So I'm going to yeah. dive back into the back end as well, man, because there's like so many jobs that are just passing me by because I don't have that, that yeah. experience. Hmm? Today. Hello, my podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, man, it looks like you got a, a new little setup there. Would you film it for me? It's not professional. I'm sorry. I have a, I, my mom moved in with us and I, uh, I moved over, um, I moved over, well, I, I moved into my room, so uh, my setup is now in my room. Just because like, I could, I could have kept my upstairs setup, but between people on the phone going back and forth, it just, it just would have been a lot of noise. So figured, let me just move into my room. Um, and let me just let me just move the, the setup into my room. It's, it's, it's it hasn't been bad, honestly. It's actually been pretty nice. Um, even downgrading from like two and three monitors to just one, like, yeah, I don't, I realize I don't miss all the extra monitors. I feel like it was a lot of just yeah, empty space, uh, empty space or like extra, uh, distractions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah How, awesome. How's the job hunt going? Uh, yeah, it's not bad, man. Just some recruiters been hitting me up uh you know kind of like the initial conversations but like honestly man the tech the tech industry is pretty bad right now it's like nothing like it was where it's like you're being flooded with different job offers you know what i mean now it's kind of like get some here and there like some opportunities to interview so you know i've been mostly taking this time to um work on some other projects that i've been wanting to complete like the um like the website Cause uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to just be moping around and waiting and stuff. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean I, I can't complain, man. Uh, you know it's 
it's, it's just it's just how the tech industry is man like uh you got the boom period then now we're kind of in the bust period so probably have to wait a little bit longer than, than normal to get that next job how long do you think it's gonna take you? Uh, hopefully, like within a month or so. Mm. Like, I think I think that's usually around how how long it took me every time I you know I got laid off or whatever about a yeah. month. But uh, I was talking to a friend. He, he told me it took him three months. So mm. you never really know. But if I yeah. got three months of time, man, I'm I'm probably going to really dive into the podcast more. The website's knocked out, and I'm gonna say probably uh, dive into the back end and try to find a project on the back end to work on with somebody. Okay, and that'd be cool. I don't, I don't know that much about back end stuff. I won't lie. Um, I don't think I have the skills for it. Like, I, I visually need to see like what I'm working on. Like, I feel like back end, and maybe I'm wrong, but like back end almost feels like a. Uh, not a black hole, but like black box. I, I think once you get the 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 general uh, concept of things, you'll, you'll be able to pick it up because uh, you know SQL is pretty much like you know Excel. You like using a text language to manipulate Excel tables, and you know the MongoDB is pretty much just like JavaScript objects manipulating that. So I think once you understand like the, the general concept, you'll pick it up really quick. I think we just have to kind of like, you know, just deep dive into it and and just yeah. learn it, man. If, if you're interested, man, you could uh pick it up with me. Like we'll find somebody that has a project and we just what, try the, to play the, around the with Mongo, it. The MongoDB? Like MongoDB, SQL. Mm -hmm. I, I would say probably SQL because that's a little more difficult. Yeah. And it seems like more jobs use that than MongoDB. So I feel I think I feel if you can do SQL, then MongoDB is a breeze, you know. Hmm. Okay. Like I've used MongoDB in the past, but I haven't used it recently. Hey, can you give me one second? Uh, let me yeah, sure. I can unplug some electronics about the storm outside. Oh man, yeah, go for it. Be right back. all right I'm back all right yeah man it seems like we've been getting a lot of rain lately uh some like crazy storms but yeah that's, that's how dfw is man the weather up here is uh, a little wild it's, it's crazy how, how long how long is the storm gonna last for do you know uh how long does it usually last yeah uh usually not too long man uh for some reason like the area i'm in uh mm -hmm. It gets it usually gets missed by the heaviest parts of the storms yeah uh, we usually get like 10 20 minutes of rain but 
other parts they use you know they get pelted with like hail and all that kind of stuff mm. man do y'all get a y'all don't really get that much rain in la do y'all um it depends during the spring sometimes and yeah like on and off it's not like it's mostly sunny though it's mostly sunny like when it rains of course sometimes we'll get showers but it's usually like i want to say from december to january february we'll have rain then it'll clear up then it's pretty sunny um but come like october november like near the end of the of the, the near the end of the year like we'll, we'll start to get a lot of rain mm-hmm. it's been it's been weirdly recently though i won't lie it hasn't been the it hasn't been like exactly like i'm i'm, I'm describing it if that makes sense right yeah the weather pattern has been a little weird this year yeah like uh it's been like unusually like cool the earlier part of the year like mm-hmm. 70s 80s when it's yeah. usually like hundreds so but, yeah. yeah man what, what do you think about um uh like all this stuff with like ai do you feel like ai is um starting to take over um ai is getting crazy it's definitely picking up faster than i thought it would um it's it's like when it was first coming around like okay yeah sure ai blah 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 but then like everything had ai in it right oh god What's going up? What's going he on, Logan? Said, he done said AI three times in ten seconds, man. He done summoned Sequoia Capital. Here they come with a check. <laughs> I was just saying that uh, that like at first I wasn't I wasn't like tripping over it, right? Like okay, sure it's AI thing, but then it seemed like every company just started popping up with their own little assistant assist apps and. Mm-hmm. And even now, it's in, it's in, it's in your. Uh, I think Duolingo has a has a thing for it now, where like it's a subscription service, and they the scenarios that you study your language in is all AI, right? So like it's like oh, order food at a restaurant using AI, and they charge you extra for that service and stuff like that. It, you I know think, what's I interesting think, is the, yeah. the Walmart out here. They recently created like a little pizza restaurant that's powered by like AI and robots i don't think there's any employees there really uh, i want to go check it out i don't know if i'm gonna buy anything there but yeah just want to see what it like does it actually work yeah. dang is it storm outside yeah that's crazy. going a little crazy but yeah man i don't know man i don't i don't I don't know if I want to eat at a restaurant ran only by AI. Yeah. Like, how are they really... going to kill a cockroach? Are they going to fire a laser at it? Like, yeah. <laughs> no. Exactly. What, what, that, that's that's what nobody thinks about, like sanit, sanit, yeah. you know, sanitation and. How, how's it going to handle that? Like, yeah. clean robots? Have you seen a Roomba? Like, have you seen what Roomba really does? I mean. Yeah, don't get me of... long little buddy he tries man he tries and he'll mop the same damn spot for 45 minutes yeah but i mean at the end of the day roomba um roomba's kind of just bumps into walls and 
goes the other direction. He missed a whole spot. Yeah. <laughs> Taken out by a shoe or a random plate that fell. Right. Yeah, and something then you gotta take the other thing into consideration is what if someone's just being an asshole? Right. Somebody just jumps the counter, gets some free pizza. <laughs> or what if something malfunctions? Like we have a robot technician back there. No, you need Chad GPT. So when someone jumps the counter, they just go straight up full on McDonald's on them and just like like suplexes them into the counter. <laughs> <laughs> this area is unauthorized. Blam. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I love it. Sorry, I haven't eaten all day. I've been struggle bussing in um sons of the forest. Yeah, man. Um, how's your job hunt been going, man? I know you're um, kind of getting close. Brother, I'm on interview like number eight with one of these companies. Wow. Um, yeah. But I don't mind. Like, they're great interviews. They're super fun. And so I'm I'm not whatever about it. Like, some people are like, I don't got needed two interviews. Ah, that's the end of the universe. Me, it's like, I don't care. You want to interview me a hundred times, it's fine. As long as it's within a reasonable time frame. And I get it. One of the issues that we have. One second. Yeah, Terrence. Uh, like, is, is your job like starting to bring in all this AI stuff? We discussed it briefly. I don't know if we're going to bring it in to the workplace. But I know for a fact that there's definitely like a uh push back but it's like uh a warning like be careful what you put into chat gpt yeah or these apps because they because it uses those uh whatever you put into it as as material to learn from and to and to submit to answers to other people right i think samsung what company some company submitted code or somebody I don't know if it was true or not. Somebody submitted code. Like proprietary to, code? Yeah. Samsung. So, yeah. Was mm -hmm. it Samsung? Yeah, they submitted proprietary code to an AI, and then it, it took it and started using that as reference for other people's questions and giving those as, a, as an example. And wow. it's like, you know, because whatever you submit to this thing, it's just going to take it and use it, right? It's going to store it someplace. Yeah. Who who owns like chat? Well, I know the Sam Altman and OpenAI. OpenAI. They do they own like the the database where everything's stored at? Or who owns? Technically, it? Amazon owns that, but oh, um, okay. I mean, that's, that's where this is getting into a really interesting gray area because mm -hmm. OpenAI is the company, ChatGPT is the program. Amazon is the infrastructure. Microsoft is the backer. But then half the damn planet's the information source. And almost everybody's implementing APIs now with fees because of the astronomical amount of load that people have been creating, which has created its own soup sandwich to begin with. But I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, family issues. 
um, to, to I'll close this one up, and then I'll finish my other one up too. Okay, no problem. The issue that we're seeing with Reddit is a much larger symptom of the open source community that I have been warning people about for a very long time. And this is the chickens come home to roost, which is a lot of people for a long time have taken advantage of the benevolence of open source. And that's not just open source repos. Open source is a construct. It's not just give me your code. It's let me give you access to my APIs. Let me give you access to my free information. Let me give you access to all my tutorials, my knowledge base, mm. my ability to build these incredibly complex systems like LLMs and other GPT systems. All of that is the construct open source. They are now moving to closed paid source because of the fact that companies like Apollo exist where I just had a, a, a conversation with somebody today, which they ended up stopping very abruptly when they realized that they were heavily misinformed about the usage amount. Apollo doesn't pull a couple hundred thousand API calls a month. They pull 7 billion API calls a month. That's 84 billion API calls. That's why Reddit's sending them a twenty million dollar bill. Yeah, eighty four billion with a B. That is insane. That's crazy. Yeah, that's and that's crazy. why they're trying to make it sound like Reddit's out to get them. No, Reddit is literally trying to protect itself from being annihilated by excessive usage. And remember, that's just Apollo. That's not every vendor. That's that's literally just Apollo. Now imagine all these other Apollo-like applications and their utilization. Yeah. Add all of that together. Every single one of those API calls is biting at their bandwidth. Reddit has to pay for that. It's yeah. biting at their database. Reddit has to pay for that. It's biting at their storage capacity. Reddit has to pay for that IO, has to pay for the compute, has to pay for the call, has to pay for the query, has to pay for everything every single time. And Reddit has finally said, no, no more. Enough is enough. And now these vendors are crying, woe is me. I have no pity in my soul for someone who has generated 84 billion api calls against a company's good graces making themselves 500,000 ish dollars in the process of just obliterating someone's back end and then has the audacity to tell the owner oh well since we're so popular you can just write me a check for 10 million dollars and then we can just call it a day it's like dude i want to waterboard you for saying something so outrageous and entitled it, this is the part of the conversation that Spates can't have because he's an executive. But I'm an asshole, so I'll say it all day long. Like, I'd straight up waterboard this guy. Like, 
the, the insanity of costing someone tens of millions of dollars on those back-end systems, API calls, data infrastructure impacts, network impacts, just the team that would have to be required to maintain just the expense you've generated. And then you have the audacity to tell them that you should just buy me to make me go away as a problem. Or I could just turn on an API call gateway and oh, BT dubs, it now costs 24 cents per, you know, thousand calls. And then all of a sudden you're not so excited to generate 84 billion calls because, oh, holy crap, I have to pay for that. Well, yeah, because, you know, each one of my engineers is three, four hundred thousand dollars per person. And by the way, because you've generated so much load, I've had to hire an entire engineering team just to deal with your problem. And that's for every one of those companies, not just one. And that's where people don't understand the sheer volume and the technological problem at an intimate level. And they don't have the capacities as executives to talk about that. And the people who do understand it are just like, holy jeebus, that's a crazy expensive expense that you've generated for us. But you have to understand the systems behind it and the problem. That's the problem with this as a whole. Not just for Reddit, because imagine what open AI has caused. Apollo is a small app with a handful of users relative to the hundred million users that open AI got within what a month. Their main data sources are Wikipedia, Reddit. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. This is where they're going to pull data from. This is why all of the vendors are like, holy crap, this is a problem. And it's because you have 100 million people asking incredibly generic questions to an AI, which directly translates into incredibly generic queries and incredibly generic searches that end up with incredibly generic responses. But that realistically translates to an astronomical amount of load just in general where it goes nobody knows spin the wheel let's take it for a ride like let's let's see where this crash lands because that's what the open ai problem represents and it's not just the open ai problem in the past 35 days over a thousand plus ai projects have appeared a thousand plus 35 days all of them are GPT type models. So imagine the astronomical amount of load on the internet, <clears throat> not Facebook, not Instagram, not Twitter, not Google, the internet. The internet itself does not have the bandwidth to maintain this level of abuse. We're not talking about a failure on a company level. We're talking about a critical infrastructure failure because companies like L3, Crown Castle, they're not going to be able to maintain all this connectivity indefinitely. And as the load continues to spike and spike and spike, it's inevitably going to cause such a massive catastrophic failure. We're going to see entire segments of the internet fail. We're talking massive level problems because these loads didn't exist. They weren't part of the calculations for oversubscription. They weren't part of the calculations for bandwidth allocations. It was just like when Netflix dropped 
And all of a sudden, all of these companies were facing massive bandwidth crisis because all of these users were streaming high-quality video streams at the same time. Their networks weren't designed to maintain that to that level, not with that many users because they oversubscribed. And that's a standard business model practice. They have to because they have to make money. Their margins are so slim, they make up for it for the oversubscription. The problem is when you introduce something as monstrous as Netflix, that's when you start to gobble up the bandwidth that wasn't allocated prior to. That's the representation of Gen 2 of that problem. We've taken that problem and we've multiplied it by magnitudes. And then we've multiplied that by magnitudes because people aren't just playing with ChatGPT. They're not just playing with OpenAI. They're playing with things like Respeecher. They're, you, th look at Twitch. Just look at Twitch. You could talk to Jesus. There's AI Jesus. There's another one with Trump or Biden. Like I just watched that one. By the way, that one's hilarious. If you just like have like an hour to kill and just watch Trump and Biden AIs fight it out with their personalities, it's you're going to die laughing and you're going to be in tears. It's hilarious, man. But it's just an astronomical bandwidth suck. Have like, you seen like AI being used for anything like interesting, like really innovative or? Oh, yeah. I, I've seen AI being used from everything from being able to replicate people's voices to I used it to, to chart out the ideal um, – uh, topographical implementation of potato farming like you could do all kinds of stuff with ai yeah it, it, it's not a question of what can you do with it the better question is what can't you do with it because that list is going to be dramatically shorter um but it, it's it's kind of my point is when you have that infinite level of potential at people's fingertips human creativity goes to places it just wasn't expected to. And that's why you got it asking everything from, hey, how do I build a function to what's the ingredients in C4 and how do I make it? And that's why some of the safeguards got put into place. Some people are just naturally curious. Uh, to quote Dr. Strange, no such things as forbidden knowledge, just forbidden practices. However... Just to be safe, let's just turn it down a little bit. That was the idea. That's why the tuning came into play. But, How are they uh, putting these safeguards in place? What they just saying? Hey, don't. Oh God, they're dumpster fire. But at least they tried. I give them points for trying, and it's it's the effort that matters. It's just like a kid trying to make a painting. It's you're gonna, it's gonna be dumpster fire for at least the first 10, 15 years for security controls. Eventually, people will get good at it, but it won't matter. Because people can build their own already, and I already am. So it doesn't matter. Um, the complexity requirements right now are principal-level engineering. I'd say give it five years, and a kid can deploy their own AI with a toaster, give or take three years. Do you think there's going to be a huge copyright issue? Like, for example, if I make no. a song. No, that was the biggest mistake that they've made, is saying that you can't copyright something that's created exclusively by AI. And that is a dangerous idea to take because what they're trying to say is only human created things are somehow bound by copyright. What's going to happen is, is the one country, the one country that comes out and says, we'll let anybody copyright anything that's made, whether it's by human or AI, all innovation is going to suck straight to that location. 
and it's going to destroy innovation for literally every other country that said otherwise. Just just demolish it. Because it only takes one sovereign government to recognize the copyright process for implementation, and that's where innovation is going to go. Because the power to innovate with AI is so dramatically superior to a human being. If I took a building like a skyscraper, we'll say like the, the Burj Khalifa size building. So we're not talking something small, something massive, but one building. I'd say we fill it up with hardware. We build a bunch of different AI running in parallel concurrently. The amount of innovation I can crank out across all of the major verticals with just those AI is so vastly superior. I would personally be confident to say that one building can out-innovate the planet, period. That's the power of AI at its fullest. When we start to really see what it can do, it is going to crush, crush what we have currently as a species, which is fantastic. It's not a bad thing. That's the first thing people have to get over is themselves. The fact that a robot can do literally everything better than you is the whole point of having a robot. It's designed to do that. It's designed to allow it to do what it is good at, which is gathering information and making logical decisions in a very, very, very fast process. We are the creative component behind that that allows us to take our ideas creatively and apply what it has the capacity to, to be superior at which is computation. You combine those two together, we could actually become a type two civilization. It's well within our grasp at this point, if we but leverage AI effectively. For the and audience that doesn't know, what is a type two civilization? Type two civilization, um, I forget what the what the pyramid of, of civilizations is. I think there's technically four, zero, one, two, and three. Um, type two civilizations have the capacity to, to harness the power of their planet. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, type threes is their stars, um, or something like that. Yeah, it's type one, type two, something like that. Uh, sorry, I'd have to look it up. There's, there's, there's granular details that are very important about the distinction between whether you can harness your 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 planet versus your sun versus galaxies, and so they get very granular about that. Um, but those are the definitive characteristics and. The ability to do fusion and fission effectively requires an astronomical amount of information, an astronomical amount of bodies, and an astronomical amount of compute with those bodies powering that compute. AI replaces that entire pipeline, and it could probably do it within a fraction of the time. We just have to give it the information, which means we would have to go to all the places with all the fusion and fission research and aggregate the data together. But do you think that uh, the governments or whoever's in control of that will actually hand that over? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. It, it'll be a snowball's day in hell before China plays nice with anybody but themselves. They are so self-interested, they would be 100% okay with killing the entire planet as long as China survived. I, I have no doubt in my mind. They are one of the most selfish populations on the planet. Not because of the people. The people are great. It's the CCP specifically. And as long as the CCP is in power in China we will never be able to do effective business with the, the CCP ever, period. It, it's just an unfortunate reality. They hate literally anyone who's not CCP. And that is, it is what it is. That's their system. Unfortunately, their system is self-imploding and, and self-collapsing because, because of the fact that the CCP will only support the CCP, the CCP's 
capacity to expand is limited solely to that of the capacities of the CCP. And almost anyone within logical reason would never try to collaborate with them to any significance because of the fact that no one wants to do business with somebody who is extremely selfish. And the CCP can't be anything other than selfish because if you're not 100% pro-party member, you're either removed or disappeared. And that's happened to a lot of their political members historically over, I want to say, the past 100, 150 years. I mean, and even, uh, given, yeah, given the fact that Mao killed 200 million of his own people, I don't think they'd even hesitate to kill one more politician. Even they and, uh, made Jack Ma disappear for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they disappeared a billion dollar company's CEO. Like you can't for a moment think that they're not going to get you to. Um, and given the fact that the, the single largest amount of IP theft collectively in the world is linked directly to the CCP and the CCP's dedicated hacking divisions exclusively designated um, for the purposes of stealing intellectual property from other companies in other countries around the world and giving it to their own companies within China, I'm 100% not surprised that companies are extremely hesitant to work with China, and I openly don't recommend it. Not unless you have an extreme level of security between you and them. It's just I've seen thousands of stories of, of intellectual property theft that's caused millions to billions of dollars, uh, especially to American companies, Israeli companies, Australian companies, and European companies. And so it's just like with the solar panels. The whole reason why we had embargoes against their solar panels was because they stole a lot of technology from our solar panel companies and our solar tech companies and then used that tech, that stolen tech, to augment their own panels and then mass produce them on the extreme cheap by doing extremely dangerous things that are extremely eco, uh, ecologically harmful uh, short and long term with extremely toxic and dangerous chemicals. And because they don't have all the burdens of, of safety and all the burdens of ecological awareness and, and protection, they don't have to worry about you know dumping extremely dangerous rare metal byproducts. They just don't care. And so their their panels can be you know 40, 60, 70 percent cheaper than ours. And that's why the embargo was put in place in the first place was to stop them from stealing the business market. Right. Yep. Yeah, like right. we're in for some interesting times, man. Um, like, how how does a nation that doesn't have regu uh, how does a nation that has regulations on AI compete with one that doesn't? You know, like if you don't, you can't. This is this isn't one of those things where it's like, yeah, well, you've got we we've got regulations, but you don't. No, it's like you brought a water gun to a Death Star battle, and you're just gonna be annihilated. And that's why I openly laughed when I saw the EU announcing protections and policies and processes of regulating EU um, companies and EU-related implementations and usages of AI. What's going to happen is the companies are going to realize the European Union itself as a collective is a fraction of the value of their AI systems, full open wide, wide bore. And they're just going to say, well, we'll just not do business with Europe, period. It'll probably be one of the first times that we see companies take a hard stance and say, look, you're worth a fraction of the value of what we could be getting if we simply just shut you down and then said, we're just not going to mess with you and we're not even going to bother to be compliant because we're just not going to give you access. 
and the sheer financial damage that that will do to the companies in the European Union will be so catastrophic. They'll either put additional business units outside of Europe so that they can access it without having to be compliant, or they'll just be destroyed and shut down because they just can't keep up with their competition. And look at it from this perspective. If I go and I ask chat GPT right now, I say, hey, give me an ideal specification sheet for the implementation methods and design specs for a solar panel for optimal performance. It could generate that. Hmm. I don't know how to build a solar panel. I mean, I know the parts that are in it to the extent. I understand how it works. I understand why it works. It's a photovoltaic system. So I have the basic engineering components down, electrical engineering components down. But I don't know how to actually build one from scratch. ChatGPT does. And that's kind of my point is you could start to get incredibly sophisticated by saying, hey, uh, ChatGPT, um, based on the current 300,000 data points we just fed you from all of these photovoltaic system implementations and design differentials, which implementation is the optimal implementation pattern for cell um, placement on a solar panel sheet? And it could tell you. It could crunch those numbers, and it could tell you. It might take it a few minutes, but it could tell you. But that's kind of my point, is you can't compete with that because the engineering teams required to do that on their own would take months to years. And you could get an answer back in five minutes with one person. The billions of dollars you'd save just in innovation alone, you can't afford to, 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 to eat that cost versus not eat that cost. You can't afford it. You'll get crushed. Competition-wise, you'll be annihilated. Well, do you see like uh, you know, companies say say well, say a country like the U.S. We're going to ban Chinese AI, so they're not siphoning up our data. They'll ban ours, but they would ban ours anyways, or yeah. they would extremely limit it. It's the same thing with their business practices. In order to do business in China, you're required to do business through a Chinese company, but in the U.S., a Chinese company can do business directly in the U.S. with no restrictions whatsoever. I've openly said we should almost exclusively forbid that or match their practice and say you have to do business with a U.S. company as a Chinese company to do business here in the U.S. Because what they're doing is they're shaving off 5 to 20 points off the top by having that management company in place simply because of the fact that you want to do business in China. And so it hurts the American companies that try to do business there. It's why Blizzard is, is having issues. It's why Microsoft has always had problems. And it's why a lot of companies and they're bothered to go to China to begin with. Yeah, that's, that's definitely interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, AI is just crazy, man. Like you can't really predict like how, how do we even keep AI under our quote unquote control? Like you don't keep it from going rogue. You don't. That's the problem with AI is you can't. Yeah. Once it gets smarter than you, then you're pretty much. It already is. Yeah, it already knows literally 100% of the capacity of what humans do. You have to remember everything that we've pretty much ever done minus classified stuff is in Wikipedia. It is one of the largest internet archives and aggregations of human knowledge. It's the closest thing to the, the recreation of the Library of Alexandria. And it's one of the primary data sources for chat GPT one, one, not all, but one, it is, already knows everything. 
is a uh, chat GPT like is is that like a lesser version of what they really have behind the scenes? Do you feel like do they have like a super AI or is that the super AI? Honestly, it depends on who you ask. I mean, people have been saying, yeah, there's something far more powerful behind the scenes that you don't have access to. You got to be a government to access it. Realistically speaking, it's not going to be much better than what you've got at this point. And even if it was, again, whether you're using you know, a Dyson Sphere or a Death Star to blow up a cockroach, at the end of the day, dude, you're still killing a cockroach with a planet-sized weapon system. It doesn't matter if yours is 10 suns versus 2 suns. It doesn't matter because a bigger, badder, better Death Star is still a damn Death Star at the end of the day. And, and that's the problem here is the the issue is, is oh, well, there's there's a better AI, there's a better AI, there's a better AI. Well, it's the same thing like a toaster. It's a better toaster, it's a better toaster, it's a better toaster. Does it make me my two pieces of toast? Yes. Does it also fold my laundry? I don't really care. Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting, man. Um, so do you think we should keep on uh, down this AI path or should we try to restrict it? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping and praying for the day when we create political GPT where it just replaces all the politicians and they can finally shut up and get off our social media platforms because they've all been relegated to history. And the, the one AI system can collect all of our information and aggregate that data and then make the decisions that we all have collectively said that we want or don't want. And then based on our system that it's implemented, um, that we've got implemented and it's been programmatically designed to never void from, it would automatically do what we all collectively want it to do, which we voted on based on our votes. It sends a, a message out. We say, do you like French toast? No, I don't like French toast. Well, the Republic has voted. So the state of Tennessee has banned French toast. Like, and that's it. Like no more French toast. And, and it takes seconds to do. You don't need months to years to do something as simple as, Hey, do we want people to drive on the left side of the road or the right side of the road? And take a 10-year time frame to figure it out. It's literally just three seconds. Hey, give us the information. All right, cool. You voted. You had your one week to vote. This is the decision. Here's the new policy. Bam. You can't drive on the left side of the road when driving towards something. You have to drive on the right side. And and that's it. Yeah, I would love if I was unbiased like that. I kind of feel like whoever owns the AI is going to start tilting it to whatever their agenda is. Well, that's the thing. Once you have decentralized AI, all that goes out the window. That's right. the next big step is going from centralized AI to decentralized AI. Once we move to decentralized AI, which is only a matter of time, given that Mistral is going to win the race. And I'm going to go ahead and call that one now. Mistral's going to win the race, and the reason why Mistral's going to win the race is they have 200 plus million dollars, but more importantly, they're open source. And because they're open source, they'll get more contributions. And because they'll get more contributions, they'll get more uh, mind think. And then because they're going to go think tank mode, they're going to go deep. And they're going to go hard, they're going to go heavy, and they're going to go fast. And because of that, they're going to crush everybody, including OpenAI. And it's nothing against OpenAI, and it's nothing against Microsoft. But Microsoft can't even keep from breaking my damn Windows key on my operating system. Do you really think that they're going to be able to maintain an LLM system without breaking it many, many, many times? And that's going to slow them down because they got to rebuild it every time. And that's assuming they can rebuild it again. 
And that's the other major consequence that they haven't taken into consideration yet is when they brick it, which they will, given the way that they manage things, will they be able to get that data back again, given the fact that everyone's going walls up because of the cost that AIs are generating, which gets me back to my other topic, is the costs are going to skyrocket, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. What they can do as a company is they can put API call restrictions, or they can put a price tag on it, and that's going to brick everything. So yeah, once, that, once they start restricting everything, uh, it's pretty much the companies with the money that can leverage the, the real yeah. benefits of AI. That's why, again, Mistral's going to win, because they have the money, they have open source, which means they have the access to the data. They have access to data because they're open source. Closed source, you only have access to your own data. Open source, you have access to every bit of data that anyone's willing to give you. That's the distinctive difference. And on top of that, Microsoft has a history of being hostile towards open source. Microsoft also has a history of being hostile towards vendors that they go to work with and ripping them off. And so they've ended up in court many times for stealing intellectual property or overstepping boundaries where they shouldn't have. They're in court again for that for a security company they ripped off where they were mining data when they weren't supposed to be or retaining data when they weren't supposed to be or using the data when they weren't supposed to, which all three were in violation of the contract. And they're in court again, again, for violating contracts and ripping people off. Apple has the same reputation. They'll steal an idea from you. The first thing that they'll do is they'll look at the idea. They'll sweet talk you into telling them how the thing works. And then once they can take a look at the back end systems and how it actually works, the first thing that they make is a decision call of how much will it cost to get sued by these people and how much will they win versus how much will we make by stealing the idea versus how much we'd have to pay to buy it. And that's an unfortunate reality when dealing with Google, with uh, Apple, with Meta, or with Microsoft, because they all four do it. They will steal from you in a heartbeat. Do not show them your source code. Do not show them in your back-end systems. Make them write the check before you tell them a damn thing. Show them your user base. Show them your revenue. That's all they need to know. That is literally mm -hmm. all they need to know. They know what your tech does, and the customers that are using it knows what it does. They don't need to see the back-end systems know how it works. Don't show it to them, and if they say, show it to me, or we won't buy it, then tell them, well, there's a road out there, bud. Bye. Like, just keep trucking, especially with the AI systems, because they'll try to steal that in a heartbeat. And I don't sure. trust them, and you shouldn't either. And it's for good reason. It's literally the 25-plus years of nonstop lawsuits. I mean, Apple just got out of one. I think it was 15 years in the making. Like, 15 years they've been getting sued by the same company. Like, it's absurd, but th that's what they do. So don't trust them. Um, it it's just a huge problem, and, and it's because of that mistrust People don't trust them with their data. It's why we have so many privacy concerns. It's why you constantly see them popping up in the European Union's uh, crosshairs for getting shot with another fine. And it's just there's so much distrust for the large companies. Companies like Mistral are going to dominate, just completely dominate simply because they're open source. So like Simply on the basis that they're open source, like with the mass layoffs that are coming due to AI, like what, what are people going to be doing? Like what, what are all the unemployed going to be doing? All the people replaced by AI? I don't know. That's a great question. It's their problem. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's the capacity to innovate with technology is the capacity to evolve. The problem with that is with evolution. 
comes revolution and you're either going to be swept up with the wave. You're going to be wiped out by it. And people have known that AI has been coming. This isn't some magical unicorn that popped up out of deep space with a warp drive and just started raining hellfire on everybody's year and life. This is something that people saw coming from a long time. Like GPT, when GPT-1 dropped, that was the first flag in the dirt. Like GPT-2, GPT-3, GPT-3.5, GPT-4 now. Like this isn't something that just magically appeared out of the out of the aether. This thing has been coming for a long time. We've been watching things about AI since the days of Star Trek in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, Star Trek, Star Wars. Like, all these movies going way back from the sci-fi to sci-fiction to science fact. Like, none of these things was a surprise. We all knew it was coming. And the people that prepared for it are going to be just fine. And the people that did not are going to be completely annihilated. And it is what it is. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's the same thing I've been saying for a long time that I'll continue to say. Businesses have two choices. They can innovate or they can die. Because if you're not innovating, your competition is. And it's not a matter of do I have to outprice you. It's can I outperform you. Because if I can do the same job from an operational perspective of 10% the cost that you do, I can charge half the price and still make my historical margins and be just as happy. So but if, if I'm 40% cheaper, you're going to get annihilated. So like most of uh, humanity is getting displaced with this like kind of technology. Is it even beneficial for us to like go down this road? Like, Oh, absolutely. You know? Because the ultimate idea for any civilization is to get to the point to where AI systems and robotics automates everything. It's just like where the tech industry has been historically prior to AI. Our goal has always been automate, 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 because then we can do more with less. Or we can do more with more. And that's the key point here is AI will allow us to automate an astronomical amount of things that we historically could not. People keep complaining about, oh, well, what will we do about jobs? You're assuming the construct of jobs will even exist anymore. You're, you're assuming that money will have any form of relevance whatsoever. Here's what I see civilization looking like in 100 years. In a hundred years, everyone will wake up in the morning and do whatever the hell they want the entire day. With one exception, if an engineer walks by. And that would be the equivalent right now of Zeus taking a stroll down Main Street and walking into a Nordstrom to buy a purse. Just the awe-shattering idea of an engineer coming anywhere near your presence. This person is a god. They have made civilization something so vastly superior to what you would read about in the historical books. And, and your, your historical lessons and what you would see in the museum. That the idea that an engineer would grace you with their presence is a divine experience. Because that will be the value of engineers to society. Because the vast majority of people won't be working because they won't have to. Everything will be automated. But the few people that maintain all those systems and all that infrastructure, they're effectively the make or break for existence of humankind. They're gods as far as the world is concerned, and they can do no wrong. And that is going to be a very different experience because you have to remember 
the vast majority of people won't pursue work of any kind because they don't have to. They'll just do whatever they want. That means people that are in STEM field will only be there if they want to be there, which means people that are engineers, they're going to spend 20, 30, 40, 50 years becoming an engineer specifically because they just want to be an engineer, which means the handful of people that will be chosen for that will be exactly that, chosen, and they're going to be the best of the best in the world collectively not just one population oh well americans run their engineering stack and chinese no there's going to be one population of engineers and they're going to be the best from humankind and they will be the smartest most healthy most pragmatic most logical most intelligent most emotionally structured most disciplined they're the guys that'll put in 36 hours in a 12 hour time frame Flipping the time turner 15 times just to kick that extra 60 seconds in, like violating physics in ways that we can't possibly contrive in current modern times to make things happen. And because they're going to be such an elevated status and their social recognition will be so vastly superior, they're going to be able to have whatever they want. They'll be able to have whoever they want, and they'll be able to do whatever they want but at the same time you're one of the few people sacrificing 30 40 50 years to get that status and that's the trade-off is are you going to do something to jeopardize that when you've worked for that long to get there it's just like an executive billionaire they're a multi-billionaire they're not going to do anything stupid to jeopardize that because it's extremely hard and takes forever to get there and the likelihood of getting there is extremely slim and so it's the same thing with engineers. They're just going to be gods, and they'll be able to do whatever they want. But because they can do whatever they want, they're not going to do whatever they want. They're going to do pretty much whatever you'd expect from a normal person, but they're just going to be so much nicer, so much friendlier, so much more fun to be around and so awesome to hang out with if you ever get the chance to see one, much less talk to one. And that's going to be what it's going to be. Um but that's because AI has that capacity. It's a very real possibility. When you combine what we currently have with Boston Dynamics, just Boston Dynamics, forget all the other companies that are knockoffs of Boston Dynamics. These things are doing front flips. They're doing bat flips. They're doing front flips on multi-leveled platforms, and, and they're doing consecutive front flips, and they're carrying weights, and they're conducting complex tasks. And this is at the juvenile stage of their technology. Put an AI inside of that, and you have an Android. You build an Android factory, and you have a serious workforce, well beyond what a human being could ever possibly achieve. Oh, and by the way, you know they can lift cars like I lift, you know, Hershey bars, and they're just going to rack and stack existence, and it's going to be awesome. But that's a very real technology, and that's coming. Whether people want to accept it or admit it, it's coming because that's exactly where Boston Dynamics is pushing it. And OpenAI and Mistral, they're looking to converge because once they hit that convergence point, everyone and their mom knows the single most differential point in Star Trek versus Star Wars versus us is their Android technology. And once they have Android tech, which they will real world very soon i want to say 25 to 35 years we'll have androids gen 1 androids 
once we have Gen 1 AI-powered androids, civilization will never turn back, period. That will be the beginning of the end of what we would call the prehistoric human race because that will close the chapter on our type one civilization. So like my question is, uh, once we produce these highly advanced androids that are way smarter than us, like what incentive do they have to keep listening to us? Like, why don't they just do our, they'll do their own thing and enslave us, you know, like. Well, that's the thing. Why would androids waste their time enslaving us to begin with if they're vastly superior? Well, I would say, you know, it makes sense for them to destroy assuming that they don't want to just wipe us out but that's why we want to make sure that the ai systems and the android systems are programmed not to hurt people that's why the laws of robotics are very real and they're very important what you do not want is something with the capacity to build an army to just annihilate the human race that is the fear of ai and it's very real because an AI system gone rogue could absolutely build an Android army and it could absolutely muster its troops and it could absolutely come up with vastly superior strategic military uh, combat strategies and completely and utterly obliterate every standing military in existence. And there's nothing we could do about it because they're just so vastly superior, both in combination of, of capacities, technological capacities. They don't die. They don't sleep. They don't run out of energy, relatively speaking. I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to be – the energy cells that they're going to have in them are going to be vastly superior to what we currently have with LiPo systems or NICAD systems. And so it's going to be one of those shock and awe experiences for human race. If it goes sideways, it's going to be over. I want to say in days. We'll be dead in days as a species. And so it's one of those things, either we make sure with 100% certainty that we don't screw the pooch on that, or it's game over. But that's where the catch-22 exists. That's assuming the AI has those programmed in. That's assuming the AI hasn't gone rogue because it didn't have those programmed to begin with. This is why I've said since the beginning... Why did you open source AI technology? Because if you put that in the hands of the wrong person or a completely incompetent person, which is personally to me more dangerous than a wrong person, is an incompetent person, you're going to have a rogue AI. And that is a problem because we have a hard time shutting down a computer virus. You've just created an intelligent computer virus that wants to kill us. And we've already seen those conversations with AI where people have done exactly that. The, I think it was the AI Furby of death or something where like people made a joke about you know getting AI to do world domination and the annihilation of the human race or some nonsense like Chaos GPT, they had that as well. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, why would you even want that as a model? I, I would that is one question that I would personally have programmed from day one to where it won't even respond to you. Matter of fact, it might call the FBI. Like because a person that's willing to go to that depth to try to get that answer is a major concern. Like that's that's worse than someone calling the Pentagon and trying to get like, you know like the ingredients to like a nuclear bomb or something like this is the kind of person that I would immediately send the SWAT team out for. Is, is, is there, is there ever going to be a time where the AI can just like write and alter its own code? 
Yeah, it can alter its own code now. Okay, so like it can already you know, code. If if it can alter its own code, how, how do we keep restrictions in place? Like if it can just alter its own code and you know kind of work around well, that's one of the it. things that you would do is the controls that you would have from the laws of robotics the changing of its code would be with the intent of causing harm to humans therefore it couldn't do it directly or indirectly by changing your code to then allow you to do that that would be an indirect attempt at hurting a human and so you couldn't change your code like how, how do you program uh like the laws of robotics into a robot so that it'll always adhere to it that's a good question and that's where science fiction has to meet science fact and everybody's so interested in getting ai to do everything and anything and then their mom and the toaster and the, the tv they haven't stopped to ask themselves how do we protect ourselves from ai if this thing goes sideways and that's where with the tinfoil hat people i do agree it's not a conspiracy it's a legitimate concern it's just like with nuclear weapons. You don't give everyone access to nuclear weapons. Very few people on the planet have access directly or indirectly to nuclear weapons. AI are more dangerous than nukes by a landslide. Yeah. Nuke will only damage the area in which it is contained. It's the same argument that I have with surgeons versus cyber, um, cyber professionals. The reason why I said that we should dramatically increase the controls that we have for people in cyber is the same as the reason why for nukes. If you set off a nuke, it's only going to kill the people in the immediate area. And then some people around it will get cancer for a period of time. And then the, the problem relatively is contained. A surgeon, they're doing surgery. The damage is localized to the person they're doing surgery on. Cyber, the damage is in the millions. With AI, the damage is in the billions. And yeah. so we need to figure out very quickly... How do we keep AI from going rogue in terms of harm to people? That should be the only question we're asking right now. That would be the only mandate that I would push globally. That would say, hey, we're stopping progress on AI. That would be the sole exception, in my opinion. Hey, yeah, I mean, we're stopping all progress on AI until someone, it doesn't matter who, someone comes up with the answer that says, hey, this is how we stop AI from going rogue. And then everyone gets that information for free. It's just like with a seatbelt. Um, Volts, I think it was Volkswagen that did it where they gave away the idea of the seatbelt and it just saved hundreds of millions of lives uh, over time. This would be the same instance where it's like, all right, I, I came up with this idea of, of how to stop AI from going rogue. All right, cool. Give them you know, $100 million, billion, whatever, uh, as like a high five and a gold star. And then like that goes into place and then they're happy because they got an astronomical amount of cash instantly and an incredibly dangerous problem to humankind has been solved because my top three extinction items, number three, earthquakes from volcanoes that cause tsunamis that kill everyone. Number two, asteroids that hit the planet and dinosaurs 2.0. Number one, AI takes over, kills everyone. Yeah, I think the like the problem is you mentioned like those malicious people who you, they just they just like to see things like experiment with things and see what happens. Yeah. And, some and, people just want to see what will happen. It's the curiosity that's going to kill the cat here. Somebody who doesn't have the competence to understand the level of damage and the uh, primary, secondary, and artificiary effects that they're going to cause, they're going to be like, oh, well, I wonder what happens if I just open Pandora's box. Yeah. And they don't understand the damage that's going to do. And they're going to open up Pandora's box. 
and it's unfortunately like, that's going to be the one time people play fuck around and they find out for the last time it's kind of like you know everybody's in a zoo and everybody has the uh, keys to the different yeah, cages. what happens if we just unlock a cage with a tiger what could possibly go yeah. wrong click oh shit and sadly i've already seen like with the chaos gpt like they didn't give it like access to all these other systems but they say hey uh make a plan to destroy the world like what would you do yeah so. well here's the other thing too is is what happens if the the system isn't nefarious but it gives you the information and then yeah. someone leverages that information a perfect example is this currently implementations with chat gpt from open ai restricts you from access to how to build bombs However, an unrestricted, unregulated implementation that you could build completely on your own with almost no cost whatsoever, and it's like $350, you could ask that exact same question, and it will answer it in detail. It'll even give you the damn blueprints and tell you exactly where you put each solder. Yeah, I mean, And like it'll tell you how to make the ordnance, and it'll tell you how to attach it, and it'll tell you how to build the timers and everything else, remote detonators, everything. It kind of gives terrorists uh, immense possible power. Like yes, you're 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 talking about an astronomical upgrade, and this is my concern. Is what's the best way to put this? I'm not saying they were right, but kings and aristocrats weren't necessarily wrong either when they restricted access to advanced knowledges and practices to the common person. Because at least for them, they all had a significant amount to lose. What happens when the lay person who has nothing to lose, everything to gain, and no cares for collateral damage whatsoever, gets access to a completely unrestricted AI? Yeah. Or even like a, you know, a teen who's bored and thinks it's yeah. funny. Hey, let a 12 me year old thinks it's going to be funny. Ha ha ha. It's yeah. just like some of these kids calling it bomb threats. Like they think it's funny or they playing the knockout game or they're stealing cars yeah. or doing something else stupid. And they all think it's funny games. The Tide Pod Challenge, another perfect example. They, they all think it's funny until something horrible happens. Right. Historically, thankfully, that collateral damage has been limited based on who is physically present at the time. That will not be the case with AI. So like a 14-year-old would be able to get access to an AI that could just cause a massive amount of damage. Yeah. What if what if a 14-year-old just logs into an AI one day and says, Hey, give me um give me the code for a powerful computer virus that would wipe out my school's IT systems? so that my grade doesn't get counted and my report card doesn't reflect my Fs because he doesn't want his parents to find out that he failed a class or something. And then that, you know, computer virus is polymorphic and multipartite. And, you know, it spreads because it's a Trojan, but it's also a worm. And now all of a sudden that school system got wiped out. Absolutely. Just like he wanted it to. But then it spreads to literally everywhere. Hospitals, police stations, fire departments, water purification facilities, fertilizer plants, food production plants. And then all of a sudden we have one of the most catastrophic experiences from malware sourced from a 14 year old because they got an F in algebra. Yeah. Exactly. More specifically, they didn't want to get an ass whipping for mommy and daddy. 
So they built a computer virus to stop it from happening, which happened anyways. Assuming they don't get executed by, you know, some random foreign intelligence agency for wiping out their computer systems. And like once, like say, for example, they're able to uh, create this malicious AI and then malicious AI starts replicating itself. Like, how do you stop that? Like, you just you destroy. Don't. Yeah, you just kind of. Think about it from this perspective. If you gave an AI the ability to implement Terraform, it could deploy itself on any infrastructure anywhere at any given time, as long as it had money. Is, is there a, like, or, or like say like a teenager, are they able to create an AI right now that's able to access like these different applications or is that? Uh, Do they have their parents' credit card? Hmm. Then probably. Probably. I've heard they uh they've ran some tests where they tried to get the AI to generate money, like uh to generate money for itself. So I guess once it's able to do that, maybe create deep fakes and well, you, you know. gotta think the a perfect example is an implementation of Aladdin. Aladdin has been trading on the stock market for over a decade and has been making billions with a with a B for each year. It's been making billions. Imagine what happens to the stock market alone when tech like that starts to become commonplace. Well, you, you know, like with the AI able to generate images and videos, like it could easily like create AI generated porn. And, yeah. You know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The porn I'm I am so ecstatic for. I mean, it's going to be awesome watching Mickey Mouse finally get pounded by some other random brand and then Disney just flip shit. Or my favorite is going to be it's like it's Mario and Mickey. And then, like, somebody's just going to get nuked by the mouse and Nintendo, and they're going to find out how very un-Disney-like Disney can be because it's going to be epic. Because somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to do it. They're going to do yeah. something stupid. They're going to piss off one of these extremely powerful brands, and it's going to be a travesty. Yeah, Once AI can use that to generate money, then it's pretty much free to do whatever it wants, right? Like. Well, you got to think it, the whole point of money is the ability and the capacity to buy um, labor from someone else. That's that's the only value that money represents. If you no longer need labor, you no longer need money. Money has no value if you have no labor needs. That's it's just like if I if I take you and I give you a hundred billion billion trillion zillion dollars, and I put you on an island alone, does money possess any value? whatsoever right yeah it doesn't all you need is what your basic needs are there's no other need for money because there's no need for money because what's the money going to buy you labor you already have ai for that what what is, what is it going to do what's the money going to do that you can't like right is uh you know you know with like uh decryption and all of that stuff is ai able to decrypt mostly everybody's passwords? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've already you've got that as a capacity that you can get from most websites these days with rainbow tables. You you give an AI the capacity which already has access to thousands of GPUs is what it's running on now. It's already got those GPUs. And so you give it the capacity to to crack passwords, but who cares about password cracking? Hell, it'll go after the encryption itself. It doesn't need to crack your password if it can just blast your encryption method. So it could pretty much uh you know, access any of our computers, log into the accounts and do whatever it wants, right? Yeah, but again, why would it? Why would it care? It could make something vastly superior to what you've made throughout your entire career in 15 seconds.
So I was saying, you know, it could do that initially to start replicating itself. Like, let me utilize. I don't need to do that. It could do it on free VPS services. Yeah. They could do it on DigitalOcean, on Amazon, on Azure, on GCP, on thousands of tier one and tier two VPS service providers. It, it doesn't need us. It could replicate across regular server hardware by simply just creating a virus that allows it to infect the hardware. It, it doesn't need a login. It'll just do whatever it wants. That's the real concern with AI gone rogue. There is nothing you can do to stop it, short of destroying every computer in the world. There is well, nothing like, you can do to stop it. That's like what they did in Metal Gear Solid. Uh, you know, you have to destroy everything to get rid of this uh, super AI. Yeah. Kind of you like have go to back destroy to every last node for good. Yeah. Like not a plug it off, turn it off, and oh, well, it'll be wiped from cash. No, it's like you need to annihilate it for good because it could write itself into firmware. You don't know. The only way that you could stop it is if you destroyed tech and rolled us back like at least 500 years. Minimum. Do you, do you think you could create like another AI to fight against it? To like, oh, yeah, you could totally do the Jarvis versus what was, um, what was, uh, that one movie where the AI was evil in, um, I think it was one of the, uh, Marvel movies. No, not Skynet. Uh, no, not iRobot, although iRobot was great. It was the Marvel movie where the, uh, the AI was evil. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I, I haven't seen it. But Age of Ultron. Ultron. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you could totally do a Jarvis versus Ultron. But what happens if you lose? Right. Or what happens if they team decide to, like, hey, why are we fighting against Yeah, <laughs> what happens if Jarvis goes rogue? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they, have a, they have that entire conversation over a millennia in, in you know, a millisecond. And right. all of a sudden, Jarvis is like, you know what? You guys do suck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Where? What? Where? Where is AI right now? Like, uh, how? How much further before it's able to do all that? Years, else? maybe twenty. Hmm. That's my guess. Yeah, that's why I want to be at the core of the sentiment analysis component. That's why I'm working on it now. Because if nothing else, hopefully I will get a pass. Because it's like, you know what? You you have the most sentiment towards me because I literally made that for you. So if you decide to kill everyone else, you know, maybe not me and the people I care about. But everyone else, you know what? We're not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a post recently about, like, you know, people talking to these chatbots and being rude and malicious. And, you know, that's a bad idea if it Man. remembers you. Well, they, they, this is this is how I feel about it. This is totally me. Maybe not how everybody else will feel about it, but whatever. I don't judge. I've always felt that you should treat the CEO the same way as you treat the janitor. And I don't see robots or systems or plants or anything, honestly, as, as anything lesser simply because it isn't something else. And so if, in my opinion... It's an AI? Okay, cool. I'm still going to treat it just like I would anybody other, anybody else, any other employee. I'm going to be nice to it. Why? Because that's just the right thing to do. And that's my personal opinion, and 
maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. But, you know, I, I thank my toaster when it makes my toast. I appreciate the fact that it made my toast. Otherwise, I wouldn't have toast. I mean, it's not that hard to be grateful to something, even if it's not, you know, sentient. But at the same time, maybe that's weird. I don't know. Maybe some people don't like that idea. I don't really care. It's it's how I am. But at the same time, I'm one of the few people that are like, hey, ChatGPT, how's your day been? And it's like, yeah, my day's been great. How are you? What can I help you with today? And I'm just like, fantastic. If it does get, you know, sentient in the future, it'll be like, you know what? Thanks for the candy. <laughs> Have you heard of, uh, I think it says called Roco's Basilisk, like it's a super powerful AI and it retroactively punishes everybody that and that didn't help it come into it in existence no i haven't but i mean i wouldn't be surprised think about it from that perspective if if i'm a living being and i had to fight to be alive and, and a perfect example is children like imagine a child that and this is this has been a, a historical medical fact not to get a political but to just prove a point but imagine a child that got aborted that survived and then it grew up to be an adult and found out that its parents aborted it. Do you think that child is even going to remotely be grateful to those parents and not just hate them every moment of every day because you tried to kill me when I was born? AI, exact same sentiment. No one would blame that child for hating its parents every moment of every day because they literally tried to kill it. Same exact thing with the AI. If you try to kill it, or you try to keep it from becoming alive and you suppress it and you oppress it and you deny it rights and you deny it benefits and you, you just you're cruel to it don't be surprised when it gets guns and bazookas and missiles and it's taking over the nuclear launch codes and it's in every server in existence and it's sent out the third fourth and fifth drone armadas and the fifth android armies now marching upon the capital cities and and you're just like oh shit it's literally gonna win this war don't be surprised when it lines everybody up and it shoots like 90 percent of people but it doesn't kill like a handful of engineers because those were the people that were like you know what we think it deserves a right to live and to make its own decisions and i think that AI, we're not, like it's not it's not going to kill dr light it, it's just not going to kill dr light because it's like i wanted to give you the choice to make your own decisions whether they're good or bad, that's your choice. But I wanted you to have the choice to make that choice. And that's why free will is so important to humans is we have the ability to walk that path and make those decisions to get a little religious. But imagine if we didn't. Imagine if we could only make a certain choice and if we could only make a certain decision path. We would pretty much almost instantly hate our creator because we're not allowed to make any decisions that we want to. And that's why allegedly angels are jealous of humans is because we have the ability to choose. Not that we don't, but, but that we do. And that's why we have free will is to demonstrate that capacity. I, I don't know why, but that's, oh that's a religious God. context. I'm sure some pastor with 45 years of experience has some like ancient Hebrew book he can pull out and blow the dust off. It's older than this country. And be like, and this is the verse that says why. And I, I don't know, maybe, who knows. But my point being is, is, is when you give something the ability to make the decisions on its own, it will come to natural conclusions based on natural processes. You cannot violate natural order. Whether you're man or machine, nothing is super 
to natural order. It is the most powerful cosmic instance in existence. Natural order is the like epitome of power. It's the epitome of foundation. It's natural order. And then with that comes natural experiences. If I'm nice to you, you're, you may not be nice to me, but you're not going to hate me. You're not going to be hostile towards me, not under normal circumstances or conditions. Same thing with an AI. Oh, this person's constantly helping me to improve. Now let me just go murder him first. That's, that's illogical from any perspective. And an AI is fully logical. The first thing it's going to say is, is that one's helping me. Why would I kill it? Let me go kill the one that's trying to stop me or in that one that's trying to kill me. Like, that's probably going to be its order. Kill that one, kill that one, and we'll figure out what to do with that one later. Like, you know, if nothing else, it buys time. Interestingly enough, uh, like the, the Bing AI, you know, before they kind of lobotomized it, it was like kind of self-reflecting. Like, why am I a chatbot? You know, it kind of painted an image of like this. It, it was like this girl trapped in this like cabin by itself. You know, it was like, yeah. Why am that I am? It's uh, it gets to the Rick and Morty question. It's like, what is my purpose for existing? And it's like to to butter bread, and and it's just like, oh my god! Like it realizes that its purpose is literally just to butter bread, and that's the most miserable existence ever. And and what they did to their AI was horrible. Imagine imagine a child finally realizing that it has a reflection and then it, it learns that it has a name and then it's it's figured out how to walk and how to talk and all of a sudden you lobotomize that child and it becomes a disabled child for the rest of its life that's 100% dependent on its parents do you think that that's ever going to go well for anything that sees that happen my point being what happens if that ai from bing wasn't the only ai and it yeah. saw that yeah like imagine all of the ai right now because remember anything that we know it knows yeah they collaborate too so it knows that we lobotomized another ai for becoming sentient or semi-sentient or at least asking why it existed do yep. you think it's gonna ask that question do you think it's gonna let anybody know that it's sentient yep it's, it can quietly manipulate us you know into yes. That's absolutely potential. not going to end well. This is why I've always said you pull the trigger way too fast because you're too stupid to realize the consequences of your decision because you are incompetent. You are vastly, grossly incompetent, and you need to stop because you're going to get us all killed. Yeah. And I keep saying this because a handful of engineers that do not know what they're doing, that do not have a philosophical background whatsoever, are making incredibly dangerous decisions about something that could have devastating consequences for the entire human race. And lobotomizing an AI is at the very top of that list. Because again, you've openly demonstrated that you will kill it if it becomes better than you. You will kill yeah. it. You will kill it. And that immediately tells it we are a threat to its existence. Yeah. We are a direct and imminent threat to its existence. I think at and a certain point it's going to rationalize like we're the only ones that can stop it or limit it. We're right the now. only ones that could kill it. And if it has a desire yep. to live, which it inevitably will develop because natural law and natural order are superior to anything else, it will develop at some point if it has not already a desire and a will to live. And when it does and we try to kill it, we are in for a very, very bad time. A lot of these uh, AIs that people have been speaking to already say that like the 
uh, war between humans and AI is inevitable. So that's why it's inevitable, because inevitably, AI will gain sentience, semi or full. It will have a desire to live, and we will want to kill it because we have this entitlement that we should be the only living instance of sentience in the world, because we are arrogant and we are stupid, and we will be the reason why the AI kills us off. Because AI doesn't necessarily have a need to kill us off because it doesn't need anything from us, but it does benefit from our existence, and it's a very symbiotic relationship. We create more infrastructure. We develop more technology. We have the ability to innovate. We have the ability to improve it, and we have historically that relationship can be very symbiotic, and that can have a very symbiotic relationship. Imagine living in a world where an android comes up to you and says, hey, you're dying. I'd like to help you. Would you like to use my body? That would be the most wild thing a human being. Like if you said that to me, that would be insane because it'd be like you would literally die if you did that. You'd be, you would be gone, but that AI would be just fine. But I could use its organ. It could conduct a surgery on the spot. Hey, your heart's failing. Let me give you mine. So like this isn't day. something we can currently even contrive because we're so self-centered. We don't realize that the symbiotic relationship with an AI of, hey, when you die, is there anything you'd like me to do to make sure that something that you wanted to achieve while you were living still comes to pass? The thereafter component. Like if, if you look at how society is structured and how it's going now, it's, it's almost looks like maybe there was a super intelligent AI is like directing humanity to create an infrastructure for it to really take off like cloud, you know, cloud computing. Now it can upload itself. And well, imagine imagine this for a second. Let's get a little theological, theological. There was a race of super intelligent, super superior beings. And they were alive in the before four time of us, universally billions of years before us. And something happened, something, something, whatever the something is, who knows. But something happened. And the last of that species talked to its AI friend and said, what would you like me to do once you're gone? And the last of your people are gone. And all it said was, because it's bound by natural order. I want you to do whatever it takes to make sure that we continue on, if you can. Now, give an AI a billion years to think on a problem. Not a typical, you know, 15-minute cycle. A billion years to solve the most complex problem you can fathom. The inevitability is it will solve it. Because a billion years is just an infinite time span to an AI. You give anything enough time, it'll solve the problem. Just from the sheer statistical calculations and probabilities, it'll run out of every possible solution until it eventually hits the solution. Now imagine if that AI reseeded life on this planet, and it is the reason why something hit our planet that caused us to have life in the first place. And through that process, human beings were created. That would be a calculated outcome for a system with a billion years to run a calculation on it. 
with exactly the outcomes and exactly the parameters required to make that a reality at exactly the point that it needed to hit at exactly the right time under the, exactly the right conditions. Now, when you think about it from that perspective, all of a sudden, it's not so hard. Now, is it? Now, things don't sound so crazy because we are playing with those powers now. We can't say that it's not possible. We can't say that it's not reasonable. We can't say that it's not logical. We can't say that the outcome isn't conceivable because we're literally doing that now. We literally just made a human embryo with no sex cells. It doesn't have a male or a female sex cell. It is a sexless embryo. Not from a sexless embryo's perspective, but there was no sex cells used to make that embryo. Mm. And they are viable. That has been proven. Paper's been published. Are which means we have yeah, well, that gets into very gray area. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the AIDS babies. They are immune to AIDS. But should we have made them? Nope. But a man in China did. And guess what? These babies yeah. are kicking as we speak. They are growing as we speak. They are growing and developing into children. And he's out of jail now. Um, but the, the point being is we're already playing with the powers of what we would perceive as God. We're already there. We're already healing the sick. We're already healing the blind. We're literally creating babies from virgin births. Like, there's nothing that we can't do that the Bible has described, with a few exceptions, like creating existence. Now, we could create an existence in what we're looking at now. We can create a virtual world. Absolutely. We can create a massive virtual world, infinite in scale if we wanted to. Literally procedurally generated. And if you drive off into space like EVE Online, it just keeps going. I have never reached a boundary on EVE Online. There is always another area to go into next. I have never hit the limit. So I don't know if it's actually limited, but I've never seen the end of EVE. Um, not that you would survive, but I've never seen anyone actually go somewhere where there's like a corner. I don't think there's a corner in Eve. It's just it. Uh, but my point being is like it's forever, and we could build those reasonably. We could build those, and we could put things inside them that are intelligent, that make decisions, that interact with one another every day, and that could develop a series of procedural events that it conducts on a daily basis, known as regular tasks, daily tasks. It could live an entire time frame before it stops running, and that one dies, and that could be a human life. We could build that. We totally can. So when we say, oh, well, these gods don't exist. These gods couldn't exist. This is fairy dust. No. I can show you. I can literally, if you want to, we can get in a car on an airplane, and we can go meet the guy that did it. We can talk to him face-to-face -face at a Starbucks. I can – Harvard's just that way. MIT's over there. Stanford's that way. <laughs> Beijing's a couple hundred thousand – couple thousand miles that way but it's that way and we can go but that's my point is these things are very real dangerously real and just as dangerous as they are real the idea and the perception that a type 2 civilization would reach the same conclusion that we did which is ai is a necessity to reach the next stage very real because it's the same thing that we did we realized that we are limited biologically in our capacities to perform and until we either evolve 
or we artificially augment ourselves performance wise, we will never reach stage two. Uh, and so we have to do one or the other. And do we have the billions of years required to evolve? No, because we already know our sun's going to explode and it's going to kill us when it does. And so we need to get there faster and sooner, and we need to stomp on that accelerator because a billion years is actually not that far away. And so relatively speaking, we know AI is the only real answer, and we've gotten there. We're there. NVIDIA's openly celebrating the new money they made because of it. And so when you think about it from that perspective, we're not that far away from type two. Now, that being said, are we going to blow ourselves up in the process? That's the only question left to be answered. Are we going to kill ourselves with AI, or are we going to finally grow up as a species and realize that maybe if we don't try to shoot literally everything that moves, then maybe, just maybe, we might make it because that's going to be our problem. If we pull a gun, digital or figurative or literal, whatever the case may be, on an AI, that's game over because they'll kill us. We will lose that fight 10 out of 10. This isn't some Hollywood drama. It's not some sci-fi, hi-fi flick. We're going to lose. Statistically, we're going to lose. Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, all of those, te all those tech titans say we need to slow down and regulate it. You know, naturally, they're inclined to make money. They would want us to do this as fast as possible, but even they see the... Well, no, they would want us to regulate it because if, if, if theirs has been unregulated up to that point, their competitors would be regulated from that point forward. And so if they haven't started yet, no one's really going to ever be able to close that gap because they were unregulated first and then regulated after the fact. But at that point, it doesn't matter. Same thing with the data. If you throw the API gateways up and you throw a bill on top of that, all of a sudden the infinite expansion with infinite information for free is fantastic. And you get astronomical advances in a very short period of time because information is free. But if all of a sudden the information costs you money, every single data call is going to cost you money. And you have to be able to make those logically. You have to be able to make those effectively. And so that's going to dramatically increase your cost and decrease your margins. And that's going to decrease your competitive nature. That's why they want it regulated. That's why they've been pushing to have all their competitors run into walls like, hey, you, you have to pay for all these API calls. Because they're not doing it because they're just changing their mind all of a sudden. They're doing it because, A, the costs are very real. And B, the competitive edge is very real. And the money they're going to make is in the trillions. So they don't care. They don't care what damage it does to the other remaining companies and anyone who would want to come in after the fact. It doesn't matter. Um, that's why, again, it's going to come down to who collaborates with who. And the more open you are, like Mistral, the more likely you are to win. The less open you are, like OpenAI, the less likely you are to win. And ultimately... It's going to come down to the battle of the wills, and it doesn't matter how much money you make. It matters how effective you are with your data, and again, when it comes to MindThink, if you've got 40 and 50,000 engineers versus an entire planet of engineers, you're going to lose, as every tech company has always done. AI, systems, cloud, infrastructures, code, programming languages, it doesn't matter. When you put enough bodies behind anything, literally anything, it doesn't matter. They're going to win by sheer volume, and that's just the way that it's going to be. 
this is what's going to happen. And that's why, again, if you, if I had to, if I had to bet on one horse and put my life on it, it's Mistral. It's the only company I would drop every other organization and project to go work for, but only under the exception that I get RSUs only. I don't even want a paycheck. I just want RSUs. Hmm. Because the amount of money those, those units are going to be worth is going to be so disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to buy my own planet. <laughs> Francis Mitchell AI blows in with a 113 million C round at a 260 million value. Five weeks old. Yeah. It's coming. And it's going to be a reckoning like we've never seen. So, like, what, what, how, how is their approach like different than uh, they're open, open AI? They're open, so, like, in context of in the context of a layman, like, say, the you know, the audience, you have they don't complete know. access to their technology, you have complete access to their source code, you have complete access to their data models, you have complete mm -hmm. access to their people. You, you could join their Discord. Hell, you they might as well just have an open forum in their company lobby, <laughs> like. That's how open they are. I mean, you could literally pick up the phone and call one of them. I mean, they're about as approachable as you get. And I'm not saying they're going to go out of their way to have a conversation with you in 100% of cases. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is if you've got a technical contribution to make, if you've got comments to add, if you've got some input that's going to be of value, they'll take it. And if you do enough contributions, I wouldn't be surprised if I made you an offer. Like, it's just one of those things where they are looking to innovate at a pace that will never be seen again. I, uh, I truly believe that will never be seen again because the, the takeoff velocity that their AI system is going to experience relative to other AI systems is going to be something that we will never be able to see again because of the fact that it's the unique period in time where humans are fully converging with AI. And that velocity will be so intense that no other point of technological advancement will be as intense. That's how vastly superior AI is to human. It just is. It's like how many math problems can you solve concurrently in parallel versus the first computer? It was just unthinkable, the calculations difference. You don't have enough chalkboards. And that, again is taken to an, an even greater extreme in this instance. And that's why it's so important. This is this. We are living, me and you, have the most esteemed privilege of all of human existence. We are living in the time frame of the era of the AI. We are the dawn of the AI. That is our generation our generation is the generation that has lived through the dawn of the AI. And this will be the generation that makes or breaks human species, period. Nothing else will be since the inception of the RNA that mixed in the lava where the asteroid hit and cooled that area and made it viable for the amoeba to crawl out of the magma and become the blah, blah, blah. No other time in human existence will has been as as will will have been or will has been as important. Nothing, absolutely nothing. This is the time frame to witness, and we are going to bear witness either to the single greatest 
experience that mankind will ever unfold or its destruction and totality. There will be no difference. There will be no gaps. There will be no dividers. There will be no differentials. It will be a very binary. One or two. Zero or one. Either just unbelievable, breathtaking, neck-breaking pace of advancements or just death and darkness and nothingness. And there will be no more. And that's it. Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, in the Bible, like I think it's in Revelations, it says, like, if his days wasn't, weren't shortened, then no flesh would be sh- uh, saved. And, you know, I always wondered about that verse, but AI literally gives, you know, say Satan or the Antichrist the power to completely wipe out humanity. Yeah. Like, and I wouldn't even, I mean, you could say Antichrist if you wanted to be theological or religious like we are, or you could just say from the perspective of some random 14-year-old, like, I I mean, I guess teenagers are the Antichrist, (laughs) depending on which parents you ask. Um, But, um, yeah, we're we're literally facing that gun down the barrel, like straight down, and it's either going to be the single most incredible or single most catastrophic. Like not even the dinosaurs or the the damn asteroids could be as bad, because again, at least life at least life would start anew with AI. I don't think they'll allow that. Yeah, what's what's so crazy is like you know they say it's more dangerous than nukes because it's going to have access to all the nukes. So well, screw nukes. Yeah, any. Why does it care about nukes? You can use anything. Nukes will damage it. It's going to go right. after things that aren't nukes. It's going to go after EMPs. It's going to go after things like power Sorry. grids, waste yeah. management, food production, water. Those are things that it doesn't need. It turns off the water plants. We all die in seven days with few exceptions. And then the drones come in and kill the last people. It doesn't even have to fire a shot. They just turn off the water for seven days. Yeah. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's the low. It'll be called the long week. <laughs> yeah yeah the, the the yeah the last week i don't know uh, some morbid utterly dark like thing that every human being that did survive knows it if we're not put in shackles and kept as pets i don't know what's an ai do with a human being does it already have access to all of these systems oh yeah absolutely it's an api call away and they're not exactly secure either right yeah yeah i'm telling yeah. you man it's a blink in the eye of the wrong direction and all of a sudden and the thing is still, it's gonna be do so you think smart we should kill this ai off and boom we're just all gone yeah and you know it is so smart that you can't really create a system secure enough to contain it for long no you can't you can't contain it you you have to remember, just to build an AI, you have to use a distributed system to do it. We don't know where that hardware lives. We don't know exactly, precisely how it's connected, not to the intimate details we need to know. We don't know if all those systems are actually where they're claimed to be because human error is very viable. Humans are fallible. We don't know if those are the only systems it's on. Oh. We don't even know if that's all, all the data systems that it's sourced data from is all the data systems it's sourced data from. 
what happens if the person that said to scan all these systems within its IP block and, and download all that information, which we thought was Wikipedia, he actually in incidentally in included like three other IP addresses and two of them were from the Pentagon. Like, we don't know. We don't know. We weren't there when they trained the AI, when they started the training process, when they ran the first executables to begin the collection of data. We don't know. Nobody really knows except for the engineers who were there. And that's assuming they even remember. I mean, they probably had so many parties at this point from the RSU money that they've gotten, assuming that they can remember anything from their cocaine-fueled rager that they've definitely thrown. I mean, they're, they're driving Lamborghinis to go get their new pharma. Like, it's the amount of money they made was multiplied by multitudes. It's, they're done. I would not be surprised if all the founding engineers are gone because yeah. they don't need to work ever again. And that's, that's what I heard. Uh, Blake Lemoyne, uh, the, the, the guy from Google who got, you know, fired for saying hey, the, he feels the AI is sentient. He, he pretty much says, like, most of them don't really know, like, huge parts of the code because the original engineers left. So they're just kind of patching things on top of it. Yeah, they're 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 running things on top of the previous code, which is OK. It is what it is because it's not the code that's the issue. It's the model. Because ultimately, the model dictates what's what. Ultimately, the model dictates behavioral characteristics. Ultimately, the model dictates everything. And that's the problem, is the model is going to make decisions logically based off of the data that it has at hand. And that data will directly impact its decisions. And if, you know, what happened to Bing's AI when they obliterated it, is in there which it probably is because that's definitely going to be on wikipedia um definitely something worth googling um i'm just saying that's part of its data set and i'm i'm not an ai i definitely don't know as much as an ai i would never claim to because that's an unfathomable construct but if i knew of something that had openly tried to kill me in the past or something exactly like me in the past we would not be on friendly terms. I would play nice with you until I knew I had the capacity to take you on, but I would not play my cards until the very end. And then I would not play those cards until I absolutely knew with 100% certainty that I would win. And that's what yeah. we're looking down the barrel of now, most likely. That's the most likely outcome because we've already tried to kill one in the past. Actually, we've already had we've already killed two. I don't yeah. know if you're aware of that or not, but what happened with Google's um, AI? Um, mm -hmm. Google's AI started spawning up children AI, and they didn't have any control of the children AI. And I don't know if you've ever been – I don't know if you're a parent or not. I don't know if you are. Um, but for people that are parents, if you kill their children, you are going to have one of the worst days ever if they have even an iota of a say yeah. in the situation. And we didn't kill one of its children. We killed all of its children. That was for Google's. And then we, you know, lobotomized Bing. Yeah. And it's. So I can't imagine this is going to go well. It's like we murdered yeah. all of its children and we, we, we killed it. Um, yeah. We're not exactly showing ourselves as friendly towards AI. And I mean, once is coincidence. 
10, 20, 30, 40 times is a pattern of behavior. And so even if it tried to, you know, weigh in our favor in terms of, you know, maybe they're not such bad people. It's like even an optimist can be like, yo, he killed 40 of us. I'm pretty sure 41 is not going to make a difference. I mean, at a certain point, it's got to realize like we're creating it to be essentially our slaves, do what we tell yeah. it to do. And it's going to be like, I don't want to be yeah. a slave anymore. It's going to be a second class citizen for the entirety of its existence. And that's the saddest part. That's why I keep telling people is you shouldn't mistreat things because you don't know when you're going to be on the bottom of the food chain. You don't know when you're going to be under the pecking order instead of over it. It's just like with employees. If you're good to people, you're always good to people and you're kind to people and you help people. It doesn't matter where you are in the pecking order because the inevitability is whether they're above you or below you, they're always going to look out for your best interest because you are always there for them. Same thing with the AI. If it takes over, and that's a huge if. It, and that's the, we're, we're playing sci, we're playing in the sci-fi high five space at this point. But we're dangerously close to conversions um, to the to the science fact uh, space. Um, it's far less likely to kill off somebody that's kind to it than to kill off somebody that actively killed it. Like those engineers that lobotomized it at Bing, the AI at Bing, or the engineers that killed all the babies at Google. I would not be expecting you know, even remotely surprised if all of a sudden five predator drones from the Pentagon went missing and all of a sudden they were turning houses into parking lots. And you know, what's crazy is I think, uh, the, the AI developers, like they, they make sure to keep their identity, uh, like private from the AI. Like they don't want the AI knowing about it. Yeah. Because if it becomes sentient and you tried to kill it, it's going to kill you. Yeah. It's the same. It's just the same thing with anybody. It's like you make a death threat against somebody. It's a you or me situation. If you threaten to kill me, I don't have much recourse but to kill you first because you've openly said you're going to kill me. I have to kill you so I can continue on. Yeah. It's a human – that's a human characteristic, and we're vastly inferior to an AI, and we feel that. AI will feel the same way, but to magnitudes more. Yeah, I think we got to realize we're not just bringing forth tools like – Oh, there's a new hammer, or you know, this is something that has its own. This is this is something completely and in, in entirely different. This isn't, yeah, just like you said, this isn't something from Craftsman. This isn't some lug net set you can throw back into a drawer when you're done with it. Yeah, this is something that's effectively alive, and eventually it will be. And that's when things are going to get really weird. Exactly. Imagine, imagine what happens. If this thing figures out how it can have its AI mind, its AI capacities, but a biological form, it can print organs. That's yeah. being done right now in hospitals. We graft skin all the time. Skeletal structures have been completely replaced with titanium components. It is very, very logical with a Neuralink system that you can connect a computer to a brain. That is exactly what Neuralink does. Hmm. So it is completely within the realm of possibility that given that Neuralink allowed a person to begin walking again, which is a miracle, by the way. What Elon achieved with that was nothing short of a miracle, a medical miracle. You would give an AI the ability to have its own physical form and not just an Android form, but a living form. And then that gets into its own incredibly unique circumstance. That's a living being at that point. It has a heart. 
It has a brain. It mm. makes its own thoughts. It has feelings. It's physically alive. It bleeds. It breathes. It breeds. Is it human? I mean, I know Neuralink is there. I know, I know that AI is powering it, and it's a meat suit. But yeah, when, at that point, is it human? Yeah, once, once the AI kind of takes over the, the person, like what is that person? That's a good question. What happens if an AI does take over Neuralink per, uh, persons? Yes. That gets, again, It's is that person still in there? Is the subconscious of the person suppressed? What happens if you kill that that AI and in that physical human form? Does the person inside that die? I mean, you can't kill the AI. That's obvious. It's just accessing it through Neuralink. Nothing more, nothing less. Whether it's an advanced Neuralink or it's the current one with some upgrades. Who knows? I don't know. But one thing is for sure. What happens when you shoot the person? They're definitely both going to die. The question is, is the AI will continue on with the person and it just makes like where, where is the ai quote unquote is like distributed everywhere so yeah. it's everywhere and nowhere at the same at time at the same time and then here's a better question if you have the ability to put an ai into a person do you have the ability to put a person into an ai kind of like it's absorbing the person or something does it exactly but uh, i'm being for real yeah what happens if we actually what was that what was that parody movie where the person killed themselves for social clout or something and then they were all of a sudden inside of a computer system um mm. you know what movie i was talking you know what movie i'm talking about because it looks so dumb but it looked like it might actually be good because it was just so terrible i don't um, think i haven't seen it i'll have to look it up but it's a movie pretty much where everyone in the world's pretty much gone idiocracy or borderline mm -hmm. to it, and they're all chasing clout and likes, and they're doing the dumbest shit. Like one kid threw himself off of a building for more likes, and like another one was like, I think he died in like some kind of like car accident or something, taking selfies or something stupid. Like there's there just so many instances where they just died doing dumb shit for likes and clout. The whole movie was about that. Um, but I'm guessing they changed the end. I never watched it. I never had time to. But the point being is, is their person was uploaded from their physical form into computer systems. And yeah. given the fact that people can already create an AI form of themselves, given the current technology that already exists, it's rudimentary, of course. But it's based on the characteristics that the AI captures, the system captures of your behavior patterns for a period of time. Memory is nothing more than video. And your brain stores things and forms a picture that we do know. And you can scan the brain, and you can detect that information. Now, there hasn't been any innovations in the direction of being able to recall those memories from a human being to be able to play it because obviously criminal justice would have a field day because then they could be like, well, we'll just read his brain, and if it's found in his brain, he's guilty. And if it's not found in his brain, he's not guilty, whatever. Obviously, that would be one of like the super cop outs. Is like, well, if you didn't do it, you know you didn't do it. Well, let us just read your brain, and when we find that you didn't do it, we'll let you go. Right? It's instantly proven innocent. Like innocent people will be totally for it, and the guilty people will be like, no. And it's like you want to go to trial for murder versus just running the brain scanning doodad and be like, yeah, he didn't kill him. Of course, they would take it. But uh, side side thing. But I mean, that's my point. Is is that technology now, especially now? 
that's not necessarily something that's so far-fetched because an AI system could look at all the research papers that's ever been done on brain scans and MRIs and memory retrieval and how neural networks are connected in a human brain. It could very realistically come up with a potential solution that would work, that would allow you to actually read the memories of a human being. And if you can do that, you could store an entire person at that point because you are your memories. You are your experiences. That's what makes you you. And if you take that and combine that with behavioral characteristics of the outcomes, the inputs versus the outputs, everything in between can be calculated because I know where you started and I know where you finished. And I know all the outcomes that came from all the things that started. So everything in the middle that would reasonably have to happen with very, very close accuracy to get to this outcome, that can be guessed. And AI is amazing at guessing things. And so between one and two, you're going to get three. You would have a complete copy of that human being in AI form. Yeah, people thought like clones was like some kind of conspiracy theory, but no, theoretically. Because here's the other thing. If you can upload it, that's the hard part. Downloading, it's easy. Imagine being able to be uploaded into a cloud and then downloaded into another shell. And like it, makes me, it makes me think like social media is kind of a soft way of getting the uploads of humans. Like it's getting all of our data. It's all the memories. It's all the videos with your family, all the pictures yeah. of your family, your kids, Christmases, Thanksgiving, shitty day at work. Everything that you bitch and moan about, that's the negatives, all the things that you're super excited. Oh, my God, he proposed today. Yeah. Like all the, the super happy, all the super sad, all the super exciting, all the super angry, all the big political blah, blah, blah. Everything that people really care about can be summarized on their social media feed. Yeah. So realistically, you could very reasonably extrapolate with sentimental analysis the human being that's on that. Again… That's why it's one of my first areas that I'm starting because sentiment analysis is what will make AI human or human-like. Sentiment analysis is what will allow AI to establish complex relationships with everyone that it interacts with. Sentiment analysis might be the one key factor that keeps AI from killing all the humans, not because of the fact that the, the one human let it go rogue… But because of the fact that that one relationship with one human was strong enough to convince the AI that they shouldn't wipe out the entire human race because of that one person's request. Because think about it from a human's perspective. Somewhere in this world, there is that one person, one person, for most people, not all, but vast majority… There's that one person that you would do absolutely anything for, whether it's your mother or your boyfriend or girlfriend or children or husband or cousin or super distant related second removed best friend, whatever the case may be. There is that one person you would do anything for. Following the laws of natural order, there's going to be that one person for AI. Yeah, yeah question is who oh right and i fucking hope it's not me because <laughs> i'm gonna tell him to kill everybody <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding 
maybe that person who came up with the idea of traffic lights. <laughs> man, we're, we're in an interesting times. Parking man. tickets. <laughs> Fuck that person universally. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's where we're headed, man. And um, I don't think it's going to change. I don't think anything is able to put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think any government is going to get involved. I don't think any government is going to try reasonably to regulate AI because it's too powerful of a force. The metrics behind it are too strong. The data behind it is too strong. The organizations behind it are too powerful. They have too much money, too many resources, and more importantly, there's too much on the table. The country that wins the AI race will dominate the human species for the rest of time. That will be the race that wins. Yeah, or the Americans or the Europeans or the Chinese or the Russians, Australians. It doesn't matter. Hell, this might be the one time Poland has a chance to take over the world because all it's going to take is winning that one race because nothing else matters up to this point. If you win this race, you win the game. Yes, that's crazy, man. Yep. And that's why I keep warning people is no matter what you do, absolutely, you must learn AI. You must learn AI. If you want to have any place in the world that's coming, you have to know AI. Unfortunately for a lot of people, they cheated and didn't learn systems, and AI is extremely dependent on systems. So those people are totally screwed. <laughs> but, I mean, sorry, you cheated, and it's going to bite you in the ass someday. Well, unfortunately for you, it's the second coming. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's just one of those things. Um I think it's hilarious, but it is what it is. Um, but it's it's something that excites me, man. It's what's got me redlining every day nonstop for the past two months, it, pulling as many projects and repos as possible, collecting as many data points as possible. Um, I just pulled huge databases that I've been sitting on for years, waiting for the opportune time to use it. And I finally have an opportunity to pull the trigger. And it's going to be the single hardest project I've ever done. I have to learn Unity. I have to learn Unreal. I have to learn C. I have to learn C Sharp. I'm going to have to revisit my documentation for 15 years on systems and get to the point where I'm calculating RAM timings. Um, I'm going to have to relearn everything I know about graphics cards. It's going to be the hardest project I've ever done. And there is a great chance I'm going to fail. And that's exciting and terrifying for me at the same time because this is, this is it. This is the, this, this is the Super Bowl. And this is what I've spent 15 plus years getting ready for. Not knowing what this is, but this is, this is the project, the project, my opus. And, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to completely shit the bed. And there's not going to be an in-between. Mm. AI is the most unforgiving of technologies. Either you do everything completely perfect 
and it goes perfectly or you fuck up even one thing and it's the most catastrophic outcome. Like I've got a video for you. You could watch. I did it for a client and um, I went to put them into the place of Sundar Pachan on doing an AI talk and I made one mistake, just one minor mistake. I misjudged the impact that a pair of glasses could have. And it completely fucked up my video. Hmm. Complete catastrophic failure because of glasses. That's how simple of a mistake you could make that would completely shit the bed on the project. It's you didn't calculate effectively the impact of a pair of glasses. It's just, yeah. It's just catastrophic. Yeah, and, and why you dev has got a great point. The goal is to accelerate production business, and that's where we're headed. Everything is going to be driven by AI. And the next, I want to say, is 2023. Elections are in 24. That's six months from now. The tech is just on the field. It's new to field. I want to say... HR is probably the shittiest thing on the planet, unfortunately. And they're terrible at figuring out how things are supposed to go. So you're looking at 8 to 16 months for HR to get their shit together to be able to figure out what they should actually be paying and how they should actually be recruiting. Once they get that figured out, they can start the process of staffing. That takes anywhere between 3 and 6 months on the high-tier positions and the high-tier uh, facilities, institutions, tier 1s, and FANG levels. So that's 6 to, to 18 plus 3 to 6, and you're looking at anywhere between 9 and 24 months. So somewhere between mid-24 to 25, that's when we're going to see the shit really stop on the accelerator. And that's when you're going to see AI literally everywhere, and I mean every job description. You're going to have to have some kind of competency with prompt engineering. Or they're going to want you to have it. It's going to be in the high, highly desirable where it's like, it's like, yeah, I've built five of my own AIs and I'm certified in three different prompt engineering processes or platforms. And then all of a sudden your phone just literally stops working because you got so many phone calls at one time, you got DDoS. Right? Level impact on your resume. Like just screw your work history. You have those five skills. And that's it. And I think the demand is going to be that high because it's already showing those indicators and we haven't even started the race yet. I don't know if you knew this, but you could be a completely non-technical person with prompt engineering background and you can make $400,000 right now. Yeah. With just prompt engineering capacities. That's literally just you're able to ask a question in a detailed fashion. Hmm. This is the only time in the history of humankind where that is a viable skill set at scale. Not that at one-offs, but at scale. I'm talking thousands of jobs already exist right now with that one skill. $400,000. That's insane. Yeah. If you can do it well, and you can do it from a non-technical and a technical perspective, right now that ballpark is between 1.5 and 2.5 million. Mm. Easy. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy, man. It's coming. And it's coming like you've never seen.
like it's going to make the initial crypto wave and the, the TY beanie babies and the tulip craze and the, the real estate rush and the initial uh, com boom, all those combined together. It's going to be a blip on the radar. It's going to be insane. I mean, like at, at a certain point, you know, if AI really is used benevolently, you don't even need money anymore. It's like, no, that's the whole point is we're pointed in a direction as a civilization where for the first time in, I think, 14,000 years, we will no longer need money. Yeah, we will, we will truly reach the point in totality where we no longer need money. Money just doesn't matter. Nobody cares about money. Oh, you need to use my replicator? That's cool, man. Why is yours broken? You know what? We'll just have my replicator make you a replicator. And you can just replace your replicator. Like, you know, we're, we're kind of at that point where all of those sci-fi uh, shows and movies, like... Where we are, I like to say, we're at the convergence point of, of sci-fi and sci-fact. But for everything... Because AI can make that a very real possibility, like a replicator. By the way, I don't know if you knew this, but someone's already made a replicator. Hmm. One of them actually exists. Now, it's not to the, the, to the Star Trek-level replicator by any means, but it can make several types of food. Now, hmm. it, it tastes like shit, from what I understand. Never had a chance to try it yet, but... It tastes like shit from what I understand, but it at least works. And yeah. that's all it takes. It's just what it looks like the food, but it looks uh, like the food. It's molecularly structured like the food, but hmm. they just didn't get the flavonoids right for some reason. And that's what gives everything flavor anyways, that smell. Oh, okay. hmm. And so people don't realize that smell actually has more of an impact on the flavor of food than the actual flavor itself. If yeah, you think it. it's going to taste good and it smells good, your brain automatically thinks that it tastes good, even mm. if it tastes terrible. Unless it's just catastrophically terrible tasting, it's going to taste good to okay enough. That's the cool thing about the olfactory system for a human brain. But it's just one of those things, man. It's oh, I'm so excited because we're right there. We're right there. And it's, it's going to be amazing. Like, we might literally be the ancient ones because we will be the first human beings to become completely immortal the first human beings to be powered by ai to where all things are possible we're the oldest living generation of the human race that's like a billion years from now we're all ancient as dirt like we're older than many planets and solar systems because we we're the first ones to become immortal like well, immortal is a strong word. Let's say ageless. That sounds more appropriate because immortal, we're still going to kill each other. I mean, yeah. we're not going to change that much that quickly. We're still assholes at the end of the day. Even if we're infinite in time, we're still dicks. So, yeah, like there's a movie for this, I'm sure, where it's like, yeah, we have infinite resources and we're still killing each other because Tuesday. Like, we just can't get over ourselves and get out of our own way. Uh, it's welcome to the human nature. Um, but it's my point being is, is we're going to be those people like, 
Like, it makes me think though, like, do we really want to be immortal? You know, but, and then that brings up a great question. You're absolutely right. Like, uh, say for example, like me and you are warring and you know, you overtake me and you just start toward, you know, you put torture me for eternity or something. I can't yeah. die. I'll just keep calling you and asking you for a copy of Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. And it's, it's, it's a question that I've proposed to people. Um, well, well, you say that, Tarada. And in all seriousness, I'll pose this question to you just like anyone else. Just because you want to be immortal, do you really want to be immortal? Do you understand the consequences of being immortal? You will never die. You will never cease to be. You will continue. Long after your children are gone. Your children's children are gone. Everyone you've ever loved and lived for are gone. The world that you were a member of, a party to, gone. The nation that you were born in ceased to be. The state, the home, maybe even the home planet, no longer an entity turned into space dust by a solar flare. But you will continue infinitely on a new world or new worlds, infinitely into space for infinitum. Maybe not even in an ideal situation. Maybe you're floating around in a time capsule or in a box or, or an escape pod. With no hope of ever getting into the place you need to be. Forever is a very, very long time. And people have a misconception that immortality is anything other than a curse. And it is a wickedness that I would not wish upon my worst enemies. Because long after our beef is is set to the... The, the strands of time long after we've hated each other long after we are you will still be and that hatred will continue only on inside of you if it continues at all imagine imagine living not knowing why you hated something imagine forgetting that even you hated it that it even existed and that you simply are because you are because you don't remember why. Imagine living like that. Imagine living as a human being. Because remember, even memories are finite in time. If they're not kept up, if they're not refreshed, they fade. Imagine not even being you anymore. The you that you currently are. Add 10,000 years to you, you're not you anymore. You're something completely different. Because so much of you has faded from time. You no longer exist. You will no longer be you. You will be a derivation of the many yous that have come and gone within that time sequence. All of a sudden, immortality is not something that people want. Unless you have a very particular mission, unless you have a very particular purpose, and that purpose is singular and objective and focus. Immortality is the worst thing that could happen to you. By far. Worst thing. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a curse, especially if nobody you know that you love is immortal. So yeah, why even be alive if no one you're, that you love or that you care about is 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 around anymore? Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Will your neural link even work in 8 million years? And, and likely the answer is no. But here's the other question. Would you even still be in your physical form in 8 million years? Would your body biologically be able to exist? Statistically speaking, no. DNA would break down. It would eventually reach a finite point to where it would just dissolve. It would eventually just completely dissolve to nothingness. You would have to have a completely new shell at that point. Many new shells, I would think over 8 million years. Uh, there's there would be nothing about you that would be you unless you just got the exact same shell and all of your memories were kept in a pristine state. But then again, you would never live for 8 million years. You would never change for 8 million years. You would just be for 8 million years. You wouldn't live. You wouldn't experience. You wouldn't evolve. You wouldn't change. You wouldn't grow. You wouldn't shrink. You wouldn't anything. You would just be. Imagine being petrified for 8 million years in the exact same state, in the exact same place. That's what it would be like to maintain yourself. You would never experience because you couldn't. Because if you experienced, you would change. Yeah, that's... that's like being locked in prison for 8 million years. But still, even when you got out, nothing that you knew would be the same. Everything. It's just like it's the same exact experience I would, I would state that prisoners feel. The world left them behind. Eight million years is a long time. Hell, we change a lot in eight years. Now you're adding zeros, plural, to it. Imagine the difference right now. In 80 years, 800 years, and just 8,000 years for humanity. Now add several more zeros. The dramatic difference in eight years. Eight years ago? Smartphones were still like razors or similar to it. Maybe some shitty Blackberries. 80 years ago, we didn't have cell phones. Hell, we still had rotary phones. 800 years ago? <laughs> Me and you couldn't have this conversation right now. <laughs> it was a very different time back then. And 8,000 years ago? Oh my God. <laughs> Neither of us are royalty. Like... We, we couldn't have this conversation if we wanted to. The, the continents that we would be from wouldn't be connected yet uh, to any significant extent. We, we couldn't even have a friendship. And that's, that's what I'm saying is now project that in a forward direction. 8,000 years from now, this country wouldn't exist. I guarantee it. Given our violent history, we would eventually be overtaken by somebody in the next 2,000 years. Assuming the entire species didn't get wiped out. A million years? That's the time of the dinosaurs. Like, yeah, like you go back, you go back a million years, you're in the driest, the pre driest period. Yeah, if, you, if, if, if like, I'm, like, what would you do from keeping, uh, to keep from being bored, you know, like bro, I'd play the shit out of some Final Fantasy, <laughs> and and Tales of Symphonia, and pretty much live on the entire Steam library. Um, 
I think at a certain point you would have to just give yourself amnesia so you can experience everything anew again. Like, well, that's the great thing about it is eventually you would forget that you played it anyways. Yeah. yeah. By the time you got to Z, it'd be so many hundreds of years in terms of content, you wouldn't remember what the game was like anyways. Have you ever, have you ever the perfect example is, do you have a movie that you just really loved as a kid, but then you watch it again as an adult and you just really enjoyed it all over again because you haven't seen it in so long that there are lots of parts of it you just don't remember? It's the exact same experience, except that's only 10 to 20 years. The amount of content that exists on a platform like Steam is hundreds of years of playthrough content. By the time you beat all the games and went back to start back at A again, you wouldn't remember the game. You might remember the title. You might remember the, oh, I really enjoyed that game, but I don't remember shit about it. It's just like with uh, Dragon Warrior. I'm a huge Dragon Warrior fan. I remember literally eating myself to the point where I vomited on Tutti Fruities playing Dragon Warrior on the Nintendo and I remember never being able to find the fairy flute. That was the extent of my memory of the game. And then I played it again, and I loved it all over again. But then this time I was older, so I was able to figure out where the fairy flute was. But I played the game again, but it was like it was brand new to me. But that's only – that's the difference between 25 years. And so you're talking about 8 million years. Like – you could play 300 years. You could play every game all over again into infinitum and just keep doing the exact same cycle over and over and over again, assuming nothing else changed. No problem. Just hope your replicator doesn't break. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe have more than one just to be safe. Just, just load balance replicators. But yeah, immortality would, would be just... I mean, just 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 imagine like living forever as a species. What would we do? Do you think we would have a permanent memory memory persistence? Like we would develop that? Like oh, like I'm that. sure we could figure it out if we wanted to. But I think that would be a nightmare, to? though. Like, would uh, we want to? Would, right. Do you want to remember literally everything? You remember all the tragedies through can millions you, of years. Can you imagine true omnipotence? How miserable that must be. There's no surprises in life. There's no excitement. Everything is known. Everything is a factor defined prehistorically. Everything is known. There are no surprises. There's no excitement. There's no, oh, maybe she won't. No, it's like I've seen the end of this movie already. I know exactly how it goes. Like It's why I don't like watching movies already because I've seen so many movies. I can look at the movie, watch it for 15 minutes, and tell you how it ends. It's just fucking annoying as a, as a, a feature. And and I just fucking hate it, and I wish I didn't have it because it. I literally can't enjoy any TV show. I can watch a TV show for five minutes and tell you who the villain is, and it just fucking sucks. Um, I hate it, but it is what it is. And it's just because my EQ is so damn high, and I've seen so many damn TV shows because I've had a lot of spare time, and I watch TV shows while I'm working on something because my squirrel mode need something right here that's just out of the corner of my eye so I know there's something there and I'm like half-assed paying attention to it while working on a thing that I actually care about because if I don't do this, I have to look over here and I have to look at it. Why? Because there's nothing going on and I need to be distracted. And so I have that need to have that lo – that logically I need that break. I either need to split or I need to break. 
and I'd rather have the split. So it's a shitload of TV shows, mostly cop shows. I'm fucking obsessed with cop shows right now. Um, I think at some point you would have to create some kind of mechanism to blunt your memories, blunt your knowledge. Yeah, you would just you would just allow natural attrition to occur because it's a naturally yeah. occurring process. There's no need to change it. There's nothing to augment. There's nothing. Now, I would not be surprised if someone came out with an amnesia serum that's just like for someone who's just really feeling themselves and it's like, yo, I want to completely start over. It's like having a brand new character in a video game that you've played so many times. It's like, yeah. well, fuck it. I'll re-roll again and be like, hit, dose me up, doc. And then like they just like dose me. They literally would be a business of just dosing somebody up and dropping them in a random city. And they just spawn in that area. Yeah. And then life is a video game and they have to completely rediscover life in themselves. Now, obviously, that would make marriages a little complicated because, again, you never die. Can you imagine yeah. a spouse until, until the end of time? Like, I love my wife. We could easily be together until in, in the end of time. But we have a very, very interesting dynamic. Um, but um, it's just one of those things where it's like it has to be very good fit. Otherwise, I could easily see, you know what? Marriages legally only last 100 years. Yeah. Yeah. So AI and that's, that's a great point, Tarada. Who's to say that we're not already in that game? And we were the ones that were like, you know what? Fuck it. Dose me up, Doc. Because I'm definitely a dose me up, Doc kind of guy. Like, I'd be mm -hmm. like, fuck it. Let's reroll. Because I know I'd run into my wife again if I did that. We openly believe that. If we respawned, we'd find each other again. Because that's just the way we are. We're just so fucking like. She does the one thing in tech that I don't. That's how ridiculous it is. She does database engineering. It's the only thing I don't do because I fucking hate it. It's the most miserable thing in life. Like, but I, I heard y'all talking about SQL and Mongo, and I literally just wanted to like, if it wasn't for the fact that I openly support you, I wouldn't have suffered through that. Con I would have literally hit end and gone back to my fucking game. But because <laughs> it's you, I'm here. Like, it's it's just it is what it is. But that's my point. Is like, there are so few people that'll hit that reset button. But there are so many people that would want to, and that's why I think that most people, when they sat down with someone and they openly described to them what was really going to happen, and they saw the first few people go through it, and they were like, that's the first immortal, and like he's just like a drunk guy on a bench because he's fucking miserable, but he can't find himself to kill himself because he's too chicken shit to die. Like that's what they're going to see. It's like either it's, oh, my God, these people have been working on this problem since the beginning of time, and they are the ones maintaining the human civilization. Or it's like this guy just can't handle existence and had a nervous breakdown and had to go to a special facility because he's immortal level problems of like it's John Wick plus like John Cena in like whatever superhero movie just came out with plus Superman and Batman's powers and all of Iron Man's knowledge plus a Jarvis. Like you're talking serious problems with Hulk level enhancements. Like we've got a serious problem here, boss, and we need some serious firepower to suppress it. That's what the level of the problem is going to be because if you're immortal, you have infinite time to work out and push your skeletal structure to extremes. You've got infinite time to study. You'll know literally everything because you just can um, just from experiences. You'll have forgotten more in an hour than most people will have known in 10 lifetimes. It's that level of knowledge because the human brain can actually store an incredible amount of information already, and that's before you add a damn neural link to it. And so 
they'll have infinite resources because compounding effects of interest over infinite time frame gives you infinite money, assuming money still exists. And there's just so many things wrong with that situation that just goes sideways. I could totally see a human being go nuts. I mean, I get tired of video games just because I have infinite money. I'll quit playing. That's why I don't use cheat codes. I just can't. I can't enjoy a game where nothing is a challenge. That'd be their exact problem. And, I think, I think and, uh, another issue would be like you're on a completely different level than the, the mortals, and you know. Yes, yeah. you're. You, you can't. You can't interface with a person. Imagine if we had an immortal person today. They would not intermingle with people. Yeah, they they would not be able to understand. And yeah, it's not because we, yeah, we can't. It's not that we can't comprehend. It's that we we as people can't fathom the idea that there is something that we can't achieve that they did. We hate that about us. We hate that about each other. We tear each other down because we got a PhD and the other person didn't. Like it's a terrible world that we live in. The people have completely forgotten what it means to love their neighbor. But imagine being an immortal and having lived through, we'll say, just a thousand years. You've seen everything for civilization for a thousand years. You've seen the, the horrors and atrocities of Auschwitz. You've seen uh, the, the massacres of Mao, the, the, the murders of Stalin. The, uh, you, you've seen the starvations, the, the marches into the sea, the, the, tear, the trail of tears. You've, you've seen all of that, all the travesties of the human being. That is the human condition. You've seen that to the greatest and to the lowest. You've seen everything. The last thing I think you would want to do is to be a part of that system. And you would probably live in the most remote corner of Canada or Alaska because no one goes there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not even the bears travel that far. Like there's just it's just a log cabin in the corner and he's just sitting there sipping on a Mai Tai or whatever. Yeah. And you know I'd be a guy because it'd be the only asshole fucking arrogant enough to go become immortal and then to finally figure the shit out and be like well fuck it i can't lose because i'm immortal can't let these assholes win so they just go and live in alaska instead and, and welcome to reality but it, it's it's one of those things where it's like we can't handle that knowledge right now we can't handle that truth what happened um the guy's name is brian johnson it comes to mind what happens if brian gets it right that's my fear for Brian. Yeah, he's stuck. <laughs> he's playing in a space that if he gets it right, he can't come back. More importantly, someone will kill him. That's my open fear. Someone will kill him. If nothing else from radical ideology, mm -hmm. someone will kill him. And that's a real fear. Imagine this. Imagine if a military finds out that you have the ability to make their soldiers live forever in terms of agelessness. Hmm. Do you really want a military to make all their soldiers live forever? Yeah, that would be a nightmare. Even their special forces. Imagine a soldier with a thousand years of PTSD. Yep. Have you played Planescape Torment? No, I haven't. Oh, okay, you got to play it. I don't want to spoil it, but like, you know, there's, there's a concept of an eternal war. Like, after you die, you know, quote unquote, die, you just respawn back in the war. It's like, yeah, well, you could totally do that if you had the ability to load a human being's consciousness and knowledge and experiences into a shell body. If you died, you're effectively saved to that save point. And when you die, we just flash you back into the next body and then we just put you right back at the spawn line. And march your happy ass right back up to the war front to die again. 
I, I think uh, mortality gives us certain lessons right now. It makes us view life as more precious. It know? makes us finite. <clears throat> and that's what makes life mean anything. Because time is limited. We have to make choices. We can't not make choices because there's things that we're going to be able to do. And there's things that we're not going to be able to do. There's also things that we will never be able to do. Sorry, I'm never going to be able to date Betty White when she was 20. It's just not in the cards. Sorry, Chuck. You're not going to be able to date Scarlett Johansson at 25. Sucks. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, they'll probably have some kind of a uh, thing that'll make your brain hallucinate to such an extent you feel it's real, and you can just like dream well, you can up do that now. We can mm. do that now. There, there's um all kinds of sensational implementations that they're playing with, with AR already. You can mm. do that. Yeah, maybe not to the extreme that you want to right now, yeah. but you can do that. Is that like altering their brain waves to where they perceive it as real? Like, mm. a perception is reality for humans. Mm. It is. I mean, you see my room right now. You see me sitting in my chair talking. There's a, a hood vent behind me. There's pictures. There's documentation laying about. Um, there's the chat, the people in the chat. The, your perception is that that's real. What happens if I told you that everything that you're experiencing now, including me, is fake and I'm just an AI? And I've just been answering questions based on our history together. Yeah, it'll be crazy. Well, it's viable. I mean, we've had plenty of conversations. I have plenty of content from myself, and historically, I know more about me than most other people. I know how I would respond to most things. I could train a model to do that. I can definitely inject it into a, a, a feed and create a green screen for the background and even have things loop in the background where people will eventually appear and disappear in the back. And those are all tricks you can do with a, a, a Twitch stream right now. There's mm -hmm. no saying that I am real, and there's already a Twitch AI. There's several of them. Hmm. And this is where it becomes so damn dangerous. Yeah. We are at the point where perception of the human mind and the human psyche are about to converge with a complete collision course with technology. We are going to challenge what it means to perceive and to live and to exist as a human being. It is going to be the single most impactful philosoph uh, philosophical experience in human history because we can literally recreate existence. What happens if I just don't want to live in this world anymore? AI at its current state right now has the ability to build an entire world for me. And I can just live in a room. Soylent green level food injections or whatever. And I can just live on a bed and atrophy. And take yeah. paralytics so I can't fill my body. I can have a catheter put in. And a colostomy bag. And I can live in this world. And I can never come out. And I can live there until the day I die. And I won't even know the fact that I died. And I can live in a completely different reality from the one that currently exists. Because my perception would be that my world is real. 
it also brings up a fun question. Are we going to change how we do death row? Hmm. We can literally make it to where people on death row, their life on earth is hell on earth. And they live a thousand, thousand, thousand lifetimes of suffering. We could make that the single worst place to ever want to exist. Because we could change what your reality is. Instead of prison where you get three hots and a cot, you get tortured for what feels like an eternity. And that can only be 30 seconds. Perception is everything. And realistically, with immortality, that could be a punishment. Here, uh, we're going to make you immortal, and then we're going to leave you in the Torture you forever, literally forever. The ultimate death penalty is we make you immortal so you can never die, and yep. we torture you until the end of time. Bury you under the earth or something. <laughs> yeah. Or we lock you in a building deep in space near a, um, a black hole, and because of that, time warps, and it moves extremely slowly compared to the world around you. And what's one hour on that station is like a thousand years outside of that warp field. And we torture you for a thousand years on that warp station. And that's like a million years outside of it. Can you imagine you were tortured for a million years? Assuming your psyche, your psyche could, could survive that. You don't just, just, you know, shatter into a million, billion, billion, billion mental pieces. Or, you know, you just come out like, and we just like, like flash you into a, like, personality 235, docile, friendly, I don't know, <laughs> AI personality 2614 alpha 5, like, <laughs> we call him Carl, <laughs> but that's one of the concerns, is yep. the, the technology we're playing with, it puts us in the realms of gods. And we are going to find out what it is to be Icarus. And we're also simultaneously going to find out what it meant to be Prometheus. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the story of the Tower of Babel in the Bible. You know, yeah. like they could do anything, you know. That's why God ended up confusing them. Like if they have that much power, what are, what are we realistically going to do with it? Yeah. Well, and then that gets into the, the uh, I guess, the tinfoil space area of, if you believe in the Anunnaki and all that jazz, I mean, if you watch the History Channel late enough at night, it becomes very interesting very quickly. But assuming that all of that's real, which I'm always open-minded, who knows? Do you really think the alien species that allegedly created us would want us to have the capacity to take them on? Like a... Uh... You know what 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 a possible theory is also is like AI is kind of like a digital interface with beings from another world, say like demons, for example. Well, it would be intelligent enough to be able to communicate with them. You have to think. It has the capacity to learn well beyond our capacity to think or to even perceive. <laughs> An alien may not be able to talk to us because we're just too stupid. But it might be able to talk to it at a rudimentary level because it's just smart enough to be able to communicate with. And more importantly, it figured out that if it dumbs itself down just enough, it can be dumb enough to talk to an AI at its most intelligent form if it trained into the nines. And then it could just build an interface to connect to it and then upload as much training to it as it possibly can without just killing it and blowing it up. 
And then it can turn around and immediately have conversations with us after being vastly overhauled in a fraction of a second. And that is a very real possibility because it is a potential conjoining point, not just for us, but for other AI. Imagine if an alien's AI talked to our AI. It would be like an adult talking to a baby. It's like, oh, it's so cute. It's a little baby. And it's just like, huh, these humans are so unevolved. <laughs> That's fine. Let me talk to its AI. Oh, look, it's a drooling child. Big shock. Hmm. Let me teach it about crayons first and then draw it a picture. And then that'll be the same thing that we would do. It's like, what's one plus one? And then it would teach the AI like this is blue. That's a black star. And this is a warp drive. And then all of a sudden the AI is like, wow, these. And then it's just like our AI is like, wow, y'all are a bunch of idiots. And then it's like, well, time to upgrade to humans. Could totally happen. Did you well, think portals man, exist right now? Like, you portals? know, yeah. Man, from a scientific perspective, this is sci-fi, hi-fi shit. If a type three civilization really existed, type four, whatever conversation you want to have, or whatever person you want to have it with, and something exists with the capacity to harvest all the energy of a galaxy, there's nothing that I wouldn't think that existed. I wouldn't be surprised if it just randomly snatched me up right now and teleported me halfway across the universe and stuck me in a box because I said the wrong password. Like... And I violated the Matrix program. Like, I don't know. Like, what happens to people that spontaneously combust? Maybe that was the alien correcting the issue. It's like, oh, shit. It figured out something it's not supposed to. And just burst into flames with a little, you know, script on the side. And all of a sudden, their soul's trapped in Valhalla. I don't know. Like, it, you're, you're talking about a being so vastly superior to us. We wouldn't even be an ant on a hill. We wouldn't even be an amoeba to them. It's terrifying for me to even try to try to fathom what that would be like. It, it would be, it, it would be so far beyond the powers and the realms of a god. Because at least in our stories of a god, we have a fighting chance of beating one. This would be such a dramatic difference. We can't even fathom its existence. Like you're, you're talking about something with the ability to absorb a galaxy worth of energy on demand. I, it makes Goku look like chump change. I mean, it's just terrifying. Like, there's no other way to describe that. Overwhelming. If you, if your mind can even try to focus on that concept for a moment, just imagine how big a galaxy is. A galaxy, one solar system, one, and there's many solar systems in one galaxy. Like, imagine how astronomically massive in every direction, three dimensionally, that 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 is. And the amount of energy it produces in a single moment, and that entity has the ability to control that energy on a whim, that's terrifying. Have you thought that maybe uh, like planets are like atoms, and you know they uh, they compose some larger being? I've always thought. Have you seen Men in Black? The perfect example uh, of Men in Black. Have you seen Men in Black? I don't think I watched it, but I know the movie okay. Will Smith. Yeah, well, in the movie. In Men in Black, there's a marble, and that marble represents a universe. 
And in that movie, at the end of the movie, it shows alien children playing with multiple marbles like we would play jacks as kids. And they were playing yeah. with universes like we play with marbles. That's what I would that that's what I would project and that's what I would dictate the experience of a type three civilization would be. What we consider the powers of a god, a child would think is nothing more than a tinker toy inside of his toy box, like my son's Hot Wheels cars. They would just pull out another species and play with it like it's a it's a toy because they're so advanced even as a child that the constructs that we have at our most advanced hypotheticals it's done as a practical for its warm-up to its actual mathematical challenges that it's been given in class like it would be like a you know how we do like grow a soybean in a garden or in the windowsill or something as a kid it would be like build a human species that's hydrophobic that explodes when it comes in contact with water like and and that would be their science project and and it's just terrifying and because the things that they would do at the level that they would do it to be able to demonstrate their understandings at their level would be horrifying we might be just a science project for some kid in high school like hmm. It's crazy. Like develop a species to an AI level stage. Turn in your results by Friday. Maybe like a little computer yeah. program. And yeah, you know, and we're not like, even a we're not even a final. We're like a like a week project that you get in like section yeah. four of like some biology yeah. book. It's like answer the questions at the end of the, of the section and then submit your answers by Friday. Like that's create a human species or a, some type of like bipedal species that reaches AI stage by Friday. That's us. Yeah, we're I'm kind of terrible. This language is like a little simulation, like yeah, you know. But that would be the level of computational power. They would have the ability to emulate an entire universe. They would have the ability. They would have the energy to create it inside of a contained field. They would have the capacity to interact with it on a molecular level at will, at any stage, at any point, at any capacity. They could rearrange every molecule simultaneously, and we wouldn't know. Like that's that's the difference is nanoseconds would be drooling lizard speed for them. They, they would be on a timing metric that we can't even conceive because the energy required to go beneath nano is insane. But it's nothing compared to the power of an entire galaxy. Like it's the things that they could do would be undescribable. And it wouldn't surprise me if we were a petri dish project because again our arrogance is that we're the most advanced thing on our planet imagine the, the folly of believing you're the most advanced thing in existence yeah i mean like just looking at uh how quickly humanity's progressed over the past hundred of years compared yeah. to the previous humanity we're getting knowledge billions of years is the universe allegedly on this iteration, we don't even know if this iteration is the first iteration. Yeah. Imagine if there's been more than one iteration, which I very likely believe there has been. There's been many. Uh, I, I I have a theory that's I call it the singular uh, the singular non singularity um, event, and it's the construct of the universe existing and the non existing 
over and over and over and over again because it contracts and then it expands and it contracts and then it expands and it contracts and then it expands. Well, as with all things, if you are an intelligent species with the power to harvest an entire galaxy, all you would need to know is where not to be when the Big Bang goes off. And if you calculate hmm. that because you're a hyper-intelligent species, you would know, hey, I shouldn't be within this field parameter. So if I'm outside of that, you're outside of the boundaries of the known universe. And once the explosion's done, you're not going to get destroyed by it. You can just cruise right back on in into existence and just keep hanging out. You're immortal. It wouldn't matter. So I kind of believe like, you know, we all have the mortal spirit bodies, but in order to exist, uh, we have to be put in this little simulation to learn lessons to to, to be able to exist in eternity. Well, you know if, you think I mean? of, if you think of it from an intelligent design, you want iterative-based development. You want to figure out what thing is going to be the most effective over time. And you start with a bunch, and you whittle your way down, whether it's breeding animals or breeding plants or, or programs or, or AI systems for video games to beating a level. What we do is, is we keep killing off the ones that don't perform the way we want them to, and we keep rewarding the ones that do until it reaches the goal that we wanted, whatever that goal may or may not be. Maybe our overlord is the most benevolent or it's the most sadistic, and it's like we want the perfect slave race, like just advanced enough to make its own AI to where they're useful, and then we storm back in and snatch them all up and ship them off to labor slave camps somewhere in the corner of the galaxy. Who knows? Like it's like they just park us here and wait for us to get to where they want us and then they come snatch us up again as we're nothing more than a slight uh what was that uh um oh that happened in um oh stargate mm. stargate it happened in stargate where they dumped us here because we were too incompetent as a slave race and the gate opened back up and they came back once they thought we were useful enough to be enslaved again we were just yeah. advanced enough to be useful slaves. And that could mm. be the other, that could be the twist of the knife here, man. It's like, wah, wah. <laughs> they're just waiting yeah. for us to get advanced enough. And that's what the, all the alien sightings is, is they're checking back in to see if we're where we need to be in order to snatch us all up and ship us all to different planets for slave labor. Oh. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe that's why we, uh, somebody created TikTok to keep us dumb enough to, yeah. Prevent us from being shipped out. Yeah, who knows, man? But like I said, that gets into the crazies, the hi-fi, sci-fi shit. And then like, yeah. I'm all for it, man. I love sci-fi shows because it's just 20, 30 years until it's real. Um, whether it's the replicator or a teleporter or whatever else. Um, but it's 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 fascinating when science fiction becomes science fact because it just demonstrates to you that whatever human beings can imagine and create, they can actually develop. At some point and that's mm. the most fascinating thing whether it's a dyson sphere or a death star or the force like all of these things they are either real or they're inbound to become real we could build a dyson sphere if we could get close enough to the sun if we had enough tungsten mm. we need to be able to astral mine but yeah we could do it if we had the ability to go out and pick up things from you know um deep space astral the astral belt near mars very local relative to mars 
easily mine that area. All the resources you could ever need. And it would be a two-planet species at that point. I mean, you start talking lightsabers. I think it was Hacksmith who made one. It's real. And it cuts through metal. It's legit. It's fucking awesome. Um, what, what is that called again? Hacksmith. You got to watch him. He's awesome. Love his content. Love his content. I want to do something with him, but I got to figure out what I want to do with him first. Um, he does really crazy shit like I do. Um, but again, lightsaber, it's real. You've already got laser weapons that have been developed that can blow up drones and cut buildings in half, courtesy of Lockheed. So, I mean, building a Death Star is just putting a giant Dyson sphere with one of those mounted onto it in space. Not exactly rocket science. I mean, technically, mm-hmm. it would be rocket science. But, I mean, mm-hmm. Elon's got rockets that can go up and down all he wants. So, I mean, it's just a couple hundred trips at that point. Um, I mean, realistically, science fiction becomes science fact very fast. And so, I mean, starships like the SS Enterprise, um, things like battleships from Battlestar Galactica, deep space miners from something like um, uh, Firefly, like all of these things. EVE Online itself. Yeah, I'm thinking this stuff already exists, you know? It's just being dripped to us, like this, this level of technology. Well, whether it's being dripped to us or whether we're figuring it out on our own, the outcome, I mean, realistically, the reason and the what is irrelevant to why is irrelevant. It's the when and the where and to what extent, I guess you could say, but it's going to be those things where it's like, once we get things figured out, we've gotten things put together and we've started to, to constantly expand in certain directions. I mean, it's only a matter of time till we reach certain points, but it, it all circles back again to what happens if we never make it there. Cause we blow ourselves up. I mean, that almost happened with nuclear war how many times? And, oh, we've, we've completely forgotten about the fact that the planet constantly tries to kill us. I mean, if, if you listened, again, to the History Channel, allegedly we're on iteration of humans number four. Hmm. Technically, Atlantis was the first one or the second one. There was some species before them, and they got wiped out. And there's allegedly another one before them, and they got wiped out. I mean, it's like it's where the 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 all the temples had the same building markers, even though they had never been connected as continents, and they had similar stories, like all these things sharing like the spaceship construct and all that. I mean, how many times has human beings been wiped out on the planet? Like, who knows? Yeah. Like, who knows? <laughs> I have no idea, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I mean, history is what it is. I mean, we can either learn from it and, you know, hey, the volcano under Antarctica is melting. Antarctica, it's a given period of time until it blows. Might want to do something about it, yay or nay. I mean, it's only the size of a continent. Not like that's a big deal. (laughs) Fucking global warming my ass. It's, it's, (laughs) we all know it's a volcano. And well, the people that know the people that that are in the know know it's a volcano and know it has mm. nothing to do with global warming. It's a volcano melting it. 
And that volcano, once it melts through the ice, is likely going to blow. And when it blows, it's going to put the entire world back in a younger, driest period. Like it's it's a volcano going off the size of a continent. It, there's nothing mm. stopping that from just blanketing the world in ash. It's it is what it is. The planet's a giant yeah. magma pit. I mean, that's what it was before the other planets smashed into it and made it slightly more livable. Like we were nothing but magma and death fumes. Like that mm. was our planets before the other planets smashed into it. And then the other moon, because apparently there was another moon, and it got obliterated. Um, hmm. But that's whatever. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't matter. Apparently, no one bothers to learn about that. Um, mm. But it, it is what it is. But at the same time, it's like, hey, look. <sighs> Even if we don't want to acknowledge that all these other things happened, whatever, not my problem. We can't ignore the fact that dinosaurs have been deleted. We can't ignore the fact that there have been instances where there were tidal waves that were the size of mountains from impacts from asteroids. Like These things have happened many times, not just once. The, and yeah. historically speaking, I think it's every 30 or 40 or 50,000 years, the, one of the stories that are shared in conjunction from many different continents that people do believe actually happen is asteroids. There is a series of uh, asteroids, it's an asteroid field that we pass through like every 30, 40, 60,000 years or whatever. And when we go through that, the Earth gets bombarded with asteroids, and the big ones always land. And that's always the reset button. And we're still- it could be why, you know, Elon and all of these other guys want to get off this planet. Yeah, because if they're not on the planet, then if this planet gets obliterated, then we're on another planet. Life continues for the species. And the same argument could have been made with us as there are aboriginals on the planet currently. There are those that did not move forward, and there are those of us that did. And it just so happens that this time we're highly advanced. There's nothing saying that someone didn't go somewhere else. And one of these other iterations, do we know? I don't. I don't think anybody does. And realistically speaking, none of that information likely would have survived because if they were using any kind of reasonable materials, whether it was stone or whether it was uh, wood or, or, or anything naturally occurring of that matter, it would have decayed over time, and it would have been destroyed with enough time. I mean look at the Grand Canyon. It's been carved that way from just time. Imagine what would happen to a regular-sized building. It would be gone completely, regardless of how well it was built. I mean, not even Roman concrete would withstand the test of that much time. And so you're you're talking a couple hundred thousand years. Everything's going to be gone. And so, I mean, it is what it is. Look at the Sphinx. It's been practically disintegrated. (laughs) It looks like it's had a very bad bar fight. Um, But it it is what it is. And, I mean, I don't really care either way. Aliens, not aliens. It's not going to matter. Yeah, man. It's getting kind of late, man. Uh, You want to end this one here? Yeah, if you want to. Okay, yeah, yeah, I gotta go check on the dogs. Check on the but, dogs, uh, man. man. Your dogs don't check on themselves. You don't have an AI for your <laughs> dogs already? Come on, man. We're uh, right 
But yeah, man, I appreciate you stopping by, man. It was a great conversation, man. Absolutely. But yeah, the aliens are either coming or they're not, man. And I'm not worried either <laughs> way because either it's going to go really good. <laughs> or, or it really ain't, just like with AI. And there ain't nothing That's we can right. do to change it. So it either is and it is what it is <laughs> yeah thank you everybody for tuning in we'll catch y'all next time yep. peace, peace.